Welcome to the 60th episode of the Talking with the Dad podcast, take two. <laughs> I dude, we did we had like a six minute conversation. I realized my audio wasn't on. I, we're not going down the path of we're already a day late. To be fair, we're not going down the path of you know. Hey, we're just going to record it again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm glad I called it at six minutes. I apologize. I do. That was my bad. I know. I, I know how to fucking operate a computer. I promise. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm telling you, it happens to the best of us, man. I you, <laughs> last week, I thought my plan was solid, and then we stopped it. And like, I was like, oh man, I got to tell this mf'er that I didn't have audio. But it, it, like, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. No, it does. Right? It, it, it does matter because for a moment there, it's like when you make a mistake, it's like ah, oh, I just made a mistake privately. When you make a mistake, when you're working with someone, you're just sitting there, you're like, because you have this hopeful look on your face. He's like, good job, Steve. Good job. Way to contribute. We're not using the audio anyway, right? No, so it's not, not that it. big of a You know, if you were recording the audio version of the show, <laughs> that would be a big deal. <laughs> but you're not, right? It doesn't matter. So I had a pretty uh, special day yesterday, Zach. Yeah, it was your anniversary, right? Seven years, man. Seven, Seven. years of marriage captured her i mean married her seven <laughs> years ago uh, and uh, she hasn't been able to escape yet <laughs> the doors are locked <laughs> like, i have cameras stuff. everywhere <laughs> i check in on her when i'm at work i'm just hello babe hello babe <laughs> like over the simply safe we got to relax for a little bit so it's not your typical anniversary when you have kids right so especially our kids so i came home from work what's wrong, we hung with, out. What's wrong with your kids no, they're animals came home from work <laughs> My wife, my poor wife was already like, you know, she had more energy than usual, but she made a nice meal. Kids started to turn on us. And, uh, you know, we got to lay down and watch some TV together. And that's what you do at our age. We're going to go out to dinner this Friday before the show. We're going to go out and eat and sure, stuff like sure, that. Sure. Come home and, uh, but yeah, seven years of marriage, man. And you're going to be there one day too. No, I'm going to be there. Oh, no. One. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be amazing. I, I, this next part, phrasing for sure. I think about what your wedding is going to be like, and I'm like, <laughs> for some reason, I envision you trying to talk your wife into like you being able to wear a traditional kilt and no. Guinness having having to be served at the wedding. No, not at all. <laughs> It'll be like a a tux affair for sure. Okay, okay, okay. What are we talking about? Classic tux, white tux, black tux. Mm, what are you talking about? Classic tux. Classic. Yeah. Maybe a, yeah, bow tie. Right. Classic tux is a bow tie. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Go with the bow tie. You're the only one that can wear a bow tie, by the way. Yes, that's the only way it would go. Everyone else gets a tie, and everyone else would buy their own suits. <laughs> There's a financial burden that I have to impose on everyone else. It's a $1,200 suit, by the way. <laughs> and you can only wear uh, it once, and if I catch you wearing it a second time, I will burn it. Here's the thing. I laugh because I relate, because that's what happened at my wedding. I'm like, you got to pay for your own suits, dude. Oh. And you got to pay to get to the wedding. And you got <laughs> to chip in. You get married upstate, little, right? Yeah, we got married at the at the Hana Resort in uh, uh, Andes, New York, I believe it's okay. uh, Catskills. Uh, yeah, but Santana traveled in style with her like her friends and stuff. My savage friends, it was everything with my homeboys. It was the whole thing was just nuts. Like getting to the <laughs> wedding, keeping them sober long enough. I love all you guys. Thank you for showing up, but just keeping them sober. To the point where they could walk down the aisle was a trial in itself. <laughs> and then and then when they finally cut loose, it was like watching Mad Men. When they said when I told them it was open bar because I waited. Yeah. To yeah, that yeah. point. I was just like, I'm like, yeah, it's open bar, you guys. Go have at it. And they all disappeared. Didn't see him for the rest of the reception. <laughs> so we're on the dance floor every once in a while. Being That's the people who are getting the bride and groom is usually a fairly uh busy time in the yeah. 
in the marriage, right? Like you guys barely get to eat. Like you're so many fucking little obligations to do. Dude, I was I, I messed up every way possible at our uh, our reception. So they had like the little area where you sit with your wife in the front, and everyone's yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to look at you and all. I thought I was supposed to go around and say hello to all her family. So I basically left poor Santana up there by herself, and I'm like walking around greeting people. I'm like I'm being a really active husband right now. <laughs> when I got back to the table, she's like, "You're supposed to stay here," and I'm like, "Oh." You're like, why didn't you stop me? <laughs> give me the, give me a wave, give me something. I'm like, trip me. I'm shook your uncle's hand for like an hour. <laughs> Shoot me in the leg. <laughs> What's been going on with you uh, this weekend, man? What'd you do? How'd the stream go? Nothing, man. No, no streams. No, no, nothing. Sat and watched the fights. I've, I've caught up entirely on Dana White's contender series for this last season. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Oh shit! It was tonight. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> I was looking forward to it that much. Apparently, um, getting prepped to go watch my getting prepped to go watch my dad's house. So, oh okay. Oh, that's right. We're, wait, so we're gonna be live streaming from your pop's house. First live stream is gonna be. From oh, there. we might have to postpone that a week. I won't have. I won't. Not gonna bring my stream PC. It okay. makes no sense to, to bring the entire setup. That'd be fucking cumbersome. Um, I am going to build into my new PC case while I'm there. So, did you get your card? No, I didn't get a card. I didn't. I didn't secure one. But I mean, at this point, I might as well just build into it, right? If I if I'm gonna have the free time to do it, I might as well. Uh, you know, who, oh, who knows when I'm gonna get a card? I got you. I got you. Know. you. You're just gonna take your existing components. Yeah, just swap, swap it over, clean it, swap it over. Okay, so I'll do what that. Do what are you gonna do with the old case? Break it down for metal. Throw kick it? it in the garbage. Things a piece of <laughs> piece of shit. I hate it. I hate it on many levels. Um. So yeah, I'll be doing that. And probably playing games. That's about it. Nice, nice. Anything, uh, anything else crazy going on in your life, man? Did you get into a fight recently or something? What happened right here, buddy? Uh, you uh, dry skin. Fucking hockey. That's what I want. That's what this. Sorry, off the top of the head. I don't play hockey. Uh, I wish no. I, I wish I did as a kid, but I never played. I want to ask a question. Did you play street hockey? I played street hockey. Yeah. Is it really as? intense as everyone makes it seem it depends on who you're like, playing with right it's okay. like pick up baseball how intense could pick up baseball be well if you play with a bu- if you play with a bunch of high school baseball players you know <laughs> right out of high school then yeah it's intense right like <laughs> let me ask you a question all right so city kid never played street hockey never played street ball even though it's synonymous with the city like basketball would, no street ball like stick ball like playing oh baseball, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so i was watching uh one of the old kevin smith movies uh i believe uh clerks okay and have you seen this and I've do you remember clerks. how they yeah you remember the running joke in that entire thing is like they're looking for a place to play you know he's not even supposed to be to work at that day yeah, yeah yeah. i was thinking to myself i was like man is where zach grew up where i currently live is it that type of area because everything in clerks reminded me a little bit of like in town and i was driving around like oh that's weird I'm like that's where jay and them would stand there's a quick convenience <laughs> store there like, yeah and- no because um no this was like super uh High school football based. Um, a lot of people okay. really support the high school football team, and we're not very good. Um, actually, my dad was on one of the last teams that won states. Um, and and baseball. Um, lots of like little league. Little league's a big thing. So okay. we have a pretty good little league program. Have for a long time. So no, that's uh, it. No, no, not much street hockey. I've definitely played street hockey just because I, I loved hockey, right? And I would like have friends over and we play street hockey and like on my my dad's old place. So rollerblades or did you guys no, just run, run. I can't fucking rollerblade, dude. 
I can't. I can't. I've tried like maybe once, and I was like, you know, fuck this. This shit's stupid. Shit's for stupid people. Fuck this shit, man. I'm out. You were even a part of the generation where there was like a real beef, and like the way people treated rollerbladers back in the Fruit day. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, come on, dude. You got you got to respect this kid. He nope. came out here. He's on the vert. He's do I can't do that stuff in rollerblades. <laughs> like, either, dude. I can't do it on a skateboard either. I spent a lot of my life skateboarding. Couldn't do it on a bike. I, I spent a lot of my life biking. I can't jump over a can in rollerblades. If I did that, I'm going to the hospital. Um, right if I could way. ride, I probably could. I'd be I'd be confident enough to do it. But what what ollie over a can or yeah, or like well, no like uh, yeah on rollerblades you call it an ollie it's called a jump <laughs> like no no i'm saying like i could do an i could used to i'm not doing any ollies right now curbs and, and up and down curbs and like yeah yeah, yeah. no nah, man, i i got on rollerblades once in central park and i nearly died i, I actually flew into a homeless person and it been, <laughs> like well, i hate crime <laughs> It is Central Park, so I mean, yeah, it is granted. Maybe he, flew, uh, maybe he flew into me. Zach, Zach, my good friend, uh, I'm going to let you guide me tonight. Hold on. Before we do it, there's this, like one topic. It's like a semi-topic. Um, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Hit me. Yesterday was officially one year since the, the original release of the Borderlands 2 footage on the channel. Oh, wow. Some of you guys may not know. You guys jumped, jumped on the ship late. Uh, we did gaming <laughs> videos for... How long? Six months, uh, along with some podcasts, eventually. So it's yeah. been one full year. Hold on for a second. We used to do the, the game of videos. What Monday would we play the game? We, and would, then... we would play Monday, and then I would edit every <laughs> day, through, every day throughout the week, and then Friday nights we would do a podcast. <laughs> I gotta admit, man, like towards the end of that, man, like it was amazing. You, like, <laughs> Zach, would literally say to me, "It's like, look, uh." I just need one thing from you, Steve. I'm uh, I'm doing all the editing, and uh, I appreciate that you have a family. But I just uh, I need you to be on time. That's so it. I can do the <laughs> like. Just please show up. Uh, there were days wanna... where we had to skip a Monday, and it would be like a Tuesday. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we're getting less videos this week. I would. My goal was always to edit a video a day, right? And you got to imagine I was working a lot at that time too. Yeah, and you know what's funny is we started off playing Borderlands One. Two. No, what is the Border Borderlands Two? two. Switched into three and then played some other games in between there. Played some Destiny, played some um, Halo what? at one point, which Halo. I hated the single player of Halo. I don't know why. Um, we played, <laughs> some, we had... played some COD, we played some yeah. Rainbow Six, yes. um, which yeah. I, I don't know yeah. why we did that. That was strange. Um, I was trying, to, you was were trying really into Rainbow more. at that time, right? Yeah, yes, and I gears still maybe, it. but I think we scrapped the gears. Because yeah. we were trying very hard <laughs> and had no idea what was going on. <laughs> like 80% of the audio was just like, uh-huh. Okay, I killed him. Did you kill that? Okay, you killed that guy? Okay. Ah, I'm running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't really much past that. You know the crazy part about that is I enjoyed that I like that Gears night was really fun. It was fucking I'm, stressful. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not convinced that the episode would have done wouldn't have done great. I've watched streamers who say less than two words their entire stream, and it's literally the sound you made to like, yep. Thanks, chat. Okay, I'm uh, moving around here. Gotta go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um Yeah, but during your stream it's a little bit different, I guess. I, I it's not, you know. I don't know. It wouldn't have been good video content. I I might have it saved somewhere, but yeah, the gears well, the gears footage. 
you know, maybe when we hit our 10 year anniversary of the channel, then maybe we'll throw up the gears we release it. for the release fucking it. like gears 37's out now. <laughs> Here's some gears five footage. Uh, Anything you would do different from the, uh, and I know you guys said some stuff off air. We can keep that off air, but anything you would do different, like game wise, would you have picked a different game? Um, I still stand by the, the fact that I think Borderlands is a really good, like social game, right? Yeah. Maybe I would have done a little bit different where we did this over gameplay off the start. Like we, I had, you know, we played and recorded an hour worth of gameplay or, or two hours worth of gameplay and then did a talking portion of it. And then, you know, so doing it all at the same time. Maybe you I know, would do that a little bit different, but I don't know. I thought the videos were good still. No, I, th I had a great time. I remember that you have to remember the original premise of the show was you teaching me how to like game. And it's amazing because you like, obviously, I'm, I'm yeah. It transitioned out of that fairly quickly. I, yeah, after, yeah. Like, after like the second week, I was like, Steve's, Steve's competent enough where I don't have to fucking coach him around. I might have to teach him how to, you know, level up his guns in the division, but. That is still an embarrassment, which you said you would never bring up on air, but uh, it's okay. I'll bring it out. It, it was a second. I, I, it was a second looter shooter ever. <laughs> that's not an embarrassment. That's a fucking. It I literally had to bring my computer to work one day. Uh, and I don't even think I brought it in for that. I no, think I brought it in. you wanted me to like install fans or something. Yes, and uh, I brought the computer over uh, to the job we shared at the same time, and Zach had to level up my character in the division. That's a game we never played on air, though. That's one no, game we've. I don't. I still don't think your PC could handle recording it. I don't think mine I could. Don't, I don't off, think off of could. one PC. I don't think mine could. I have a second one now, obviously. When I did most of the recording off of that, um, but see, you see, Santana, Zach just made my point. I need a streaming PC. No, no, he doesn't. He absolutely <laughs> does not. You know, he doesn't. Why I don't I utilize mine. I didn't utilize mine enough. I even set up the fourth monitor for it. Listen, why must I be subjected to gaming on one computer when I can game on two? <laughs> you, you're not gaming on a second one, though. It's just like a I'm just it's broadcasting like a... myself to no one at this point. <laughs> feels, out there, dude. I feel that. Well, happy one year anniversary as well, man. Oh, so that means it was the exact same day as your anniversary. You know, remember, we recorded the videos three weeks in advance or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I did a lot of editing and. We sent it around for like a, a focus group, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we went live. So, what advice would you give new content creators stepping into this realm? Come in with something unique. That's it. Be the only person doing it, and then yep. master that, and then move on to something else. See, if you would have bought the Avengers game, we could have went back for the anniversary and played one level of the Avengers. It would have been miserable, though. I would have talked shit to the game the entire time. It would have been it had not been fun for either of us. <laughs> I just looked over at the record clock for a second, and I thought I wasn't recording. <laughs> like, literally, I was going to punch my screen. <laughs> like, one year was a good run, folks. This is the last episode of talking about So, I mean... I mean, you didn't get Go the you it. didn't get the timestamp for the for the one year anniversary, so we're already a little bit lax on that. But you know, timestamps are hard, man. Timestamps are fucking <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right, folks. We're recording this. So I'm just gonna go back and get it anyway. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, what do you what do you want to start off with tonight, buddy? You got some great stuff going on here, oh, man. There's a few different things that that have happened fairly. Uh, have been fairly big. Let's talk about the UFC stuff first, right? Let's get that out of the way quick. That's probably the least 
like big topic that that we have um coming out for this evening okay what's going on in ufc so they used replay in a fight um the other evening and didn't stop the fight here we go which fight was it because i was at work and i I heard about this jessica rose clark i think okay um i gotta i gotta look it up she hit a knee on a girl um what's on the undercard too the prelims let me see yes sarah alpar she she needed this i think i think it was this fight it definitely was because it was actually yeah it was definitely this fight uh so jessica rose clark hit a hit a knee that that could that looked illegal right so ref came in stopped it used the replay the girl actually had two feet on the ground but nothing else touching it was inches her ass was inches away from being on the mat and she had a nasty knee, broke her nose clearly. Um, and they said, okay, well, you get this position back and continue on. And then she finished her in the in the third round. It was, you know, I think the, the ref felt bad because when that, that should have ended the fight. Let's be fair. That knee should have yeah. ended the fight because she was essentially out. Um, and if she wasn't out, she was going to be very quickly after that. Um, when uh, when Jessica Rose Clark was able to get on top of her uh, in the third round, he ended it almost immediately. Yeah. So that's it's what crazy. Happened. It's crazy because we, you know, obviously this goes back to the Rodriguez situation with uh, with Ed Hearn. And we we had been talking about this uh, mm-hmm. prior to that off air, like what constitutes them using the replay and what's going to happen. Yeah. And the crazy thing when you think about this is like, so, all right. Because we, we this is we pretty much verbatim called this on the show. I'm going to try not to get heated up right now, but we, we pretty much we verbatim about this at, for at length. Was it at length yeah. on the show or off the show? Every avenue that you have ha- could have had in this, we played it out, and I'm yeah. like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. They can use the replay. They just have to be able to. W- they have to be willing to put people back into position and go. Okay, fair. Sorry, lady. We would have DQ'd her if she didn't need you and you would have got the win. But now you're going back into the position. Uh, actually, the whole night was kind of strange. That whole fight card, not strange in a bad way, but a lot of injuries, a lot of brutal finishes. And some not not a lot, but there were some brutal finishes that night. And uh, There were. There were some good finishes. Dude, uh, listen, all right, I'll, I'll start with the one thing that... Uh, I'll just let I'm just, I'm just gonna say it, man. Tyron Woodley, we want to thank you for your time as the welterweight champion. Uh, your climb from Strike Strike Force into the UFC. No, <laughs> so his rib clearly broken though, right? Yes. So we can we can admit that rib clearly broken, clearly in half and shifted quite a bit. Yeah. So that looked yep. very painful. I get that. He was non-competitive in this fight, man. Um, no. You know, I don't. He's not even ranked in the. T- he might be fifth in the rankings now, or maybe outside of the top five. Man, he's one of those people that we talk about constantly. That um, you know, has more going on outside of the octagon that he will be fine. Yeah, just it, it might be time. You know, he didn't. He said he wanted to take time and heal up, but he didn't say that he was retiring. Um, look, yeah. and I, I respect that. I, I totally do. He was a champion for a long time. How, what was yeah. he a five, six time champion, something like that? Um, yeah, four to five. Yeah, four or five, five, four or five time champion. Uh, beat a lot of people. Beat Robbie Lawler at, at his best, yeah. right? Yeah, and a lot of respect for how how well Tyron Woodley could fight. Um, yeah. at the moment, he seems apprehensive. He seems. You know, unwilling to to move forward. He he doesn't. Yeah. You know, his striking's good, and yeah. will not throw a strike. He doesn't seem like he could use his wrestling anymore either. Yeah, yeah I you know, I, 
listen, Tyron. You know, I know, I know, you know, you're a fan of the show, big fan of the show, and you're probably gonna unsubscribe after this. But I think it's, I think it's time, my friend. I think it's time. I, I do. I truly do. I know the hardest thing to do for a trainer and for uh, the entire team is to train someone to do something they don't want to do or retrain them out of bad habits. But it's not like Tyron's never pushed forward. I can show you fights like the Robbie Lawler victory. Yeah, very, he came out mm -hmm. guns blazing against Carlos Condit, stepped out in a very active position, caught him with that brutal leg kick, ended that fight pretty quickly. This fight, he started off moving forward. And I was like, all right, he's going to try to make an effort. But as soon as that first takedown happened, he's outside his comfort yep. zone. He's back up against the cage, and he's not even counterfighting anymore. And the rib break that he suffered, that was from applying pressure to his own side trying to get that guillotine. I actually don't I know if that was that was where it happened. I think it happened earlier in the fight. Tyron even oh, really? out and said that it happened earlier in the fight to give Colby some credit, um, even though there is, is, there is as much bad blood there as there is. Um, yeah. I think it happened early in the fight. If you look, you can go back and see a few times that that Colby oh, went to the body on that time. Okay. And okay. Okay. you know, maybe Tyron moved in, in a weird spot, or you know, he is such a lean guy already, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of opportunity for that to have happened. I do think it's a you know, I think Dana, if Dana White has a conversation with him yeah. about retiring, you got to have it with respect because he was your welterweight champion, yeah. right? And you know, no one else really wanted to fight Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Fought him twice. Two boring fights, but two yeah. great knockdowns. Wall Waller at, at his peak, no one, no one wanted to fight that guy. Fight him. He took the fight. Took, took the belt. Took the, you know, yeah. he fought Carl. He fought Carlos Condit when Carlos Condit was one of the most feared men in the welterweight sure. division. We're talking about a guy in Carlos Condit that people were like, "All right, is there a way?" Like literally, yeah. Is there a way to beat him? Yeah, is there a way I can get around having this fight with him, or can, is there a way I don't get drawn into deep waters with him? I remember my friend uh, Alex, uh, God rest his soul, literally said him and the rest of the, most of the MMA community, Tyron Woodley is going to get smoked by Carlos Condit. Sure, and he and he went in there and walked him down, but it's over, and it's not over because Tyron is you know he's a coward or any of those things. I really do think all the years of wrestling, all the you got to remember he had yeah. a. a he had a career prior to UFC uh, and mixed martial arts. That stuff starts to wear on you after a while, True. man. And, you know, I think as fans, not you and I, obviously, but you savages that don't appreciate the fighters the way we do, don't <laughs> understand that, like, you know, it starts it starts to wear. It starts to wear on them. Yeah. And mentally, too, man, he's jumped around camps. And, uh, you know, I'd say we sent him off the right way. He's definitely done enough to become a Hall of Famer. I would have liked to have seen the fight with him in GSP, but let's be honest, Man, GSP probably is he a Hall of Famer or is he in the Hall of Very Very Good? You know <laughs> that that's a that's a legit question, right? There's a lot, the, you know, they talk about that a lot in like hockey and baseball and stuff. Yeah, right? is he a Hall of Famer or is he in the Hall of Very Very Good? Right on the edge, did he do enough? You know, being a four or five time champion is is nothing to scoff at in the UFC. Um, no. but he's on a what? How many fight losing losing streak now? Oh, uh, actually, did he win his last fight prior to this or something? I don't think so. Did by, he? By, he? No, he beat. He lost to Gilbert Burns. Yeah, he lost He's to Gilbert Burns. Three fight losing streak. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if he was a regular person in the UFC, not a former champion, he would have gotten cut after this loss. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that he's done enough to get into the Hall of Fame. All right, this might not be the best thing to say on there, but I I do believe he was the first African American welterweight champion. I have to check sure. my facts on that. If that's not enough, I think if you defend the belt more than once, I think you are. I think you squeak in there. Now, in regards to greatness, Man, he, oh, that's you know going to change over time. 
Yeah. <laughs> in regards to greatness, he will not be remembered as the greatest welterweight uh, champion of all time. Obviously, GSP, Matt Hughes, they're still held high in that conversation. Sure. We'll see. We'll see what Kamar Usman does with it. But uh, yeah, he has yeah. he has a few tough fights. Usman coming up though, right? Absolutely. That Burns fight Absolutely. is going to be incredibly tough. Um, it is. So I think it's going to be tougher than uh, the Kobe one. I honestly, do think I it's going to like. I think he comes think- in a different style. Um, speaking of bad blood, Tyron Woodley, you get an official send off. I'm talking with a dad. Thank you for all those good fights. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad blood, did you happen to catch the post fight presser between Colby and Uzma? No, like, uh, it's bad. Uh, I, I know they really dislike each other. Um, yeah, it, it got super personal. It really? got super, per- yeah, it got so personal that Colby was uh said to the effect of, like, How's your tribe doing, Kamar? They sending up smoke signals so they know what you're doing. Yeah, and I was that guy's like, a fucking clown, man. <laughs> I'm not laughing at what he said. I'm laughing at. I'm laughing for the poor producer that didn't get to beat on that. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. He's the Colby Covenant is the person that I think of when um I think of a Trump supporter. <laughs> like to talk a lot of shit. I mean, obviously he's an outlier because he could fight, right? But yeah, yeah. he likes to talk a lot of shit. Just, just says anything and everything about borderline racist, if not totally racist, as he can, and yeah. uh, kind of moves on with his life. I, I don't even like giving the guy press. To be fair, I, yeah. I actually really dislike. I dislike Colby Covington a lot. I think if he fights Kamaru Usman, I think he goes the exact same way. Um, I think Absolutely. he has a he has a really hard fight in in Gilbert Burns as well. Gilbert Burns is is really I think the dark horse in that division, in my opinion. Absolutely. Also, uh, I guess the, I don't know if this is official or if it's actually breaking news, but Kobe Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. If that's actually a thing that's happening, that someone was huge. discussing that's that's going to be huge. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a long night for Jorge. Not going to look much different than the Kamara fight. You think so? Unfortunately, I mean, if he comes in with a full camp, I give it a better chance. But, sure. you know, Kobe's going to put him on the ground and look to hold him there. Yeah, he's not. I agree. He's not because George has no problem. He doesn't have a Tyron Woodley problem, right? He doesn't have a problem coming forward. He doesn't have a problem stepping right or left and hitting you with a kick to the head or punch you. Attack is not his problem. So it's going to be a much more defensive fight for Kobe. He's not going to stand and bang with him like Usman. And I was trying to explain that to some casual at the school the other day. They're like, I think he stands with him. Like, I don't think he does. No fucking (laughs) way, dude. There is absolutely no, no way that you stand with Masvidal. Even if you are a a Colby Covington, there's no way. There is and it's, you shouldn't fucking you know <laughs> you shouldn't and I, you could see it in Kamar Uzman's face when they, they, they him. there was one punch that flew over Uzman's shoulder and he was like okay <laughs> <laughs> to the fence and let me stomp your foot <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, I totally agree with that let's also talk about um Kam- Kamzat Chemaev this dude this dude's insane man he's fighting. He's, no hype. No hype. It's all real. That guy It is, is all legit. Yeah. You know, Gerald Mershart, man, I, I'm sorry, but you were sacrificed to this this guy. <laughs> and 17 second KO was was insane. Um, what a what a straight right down the pipe. W- one punch. One punch. Like <laughs> one punch. Yeah. This dude is legit. If I Damian Maya. Right. Yeah. Damian Maya is no easy fight for anybody. Uh, even, you know, 
If he gets him on the ground, David Maya gets this guy on the ground. I don't care how good this guy's wrestling is. We saw, we saw it with Ben Askren, right? Where yeah. Ben Askren is like an Olympic wrestler. This guy's not that, right? Let's be yeah. fair. He's his right. his aggressive wrestling or aggressive grappling even is very very good. But then you're gonna get caught in so many fucking traps with a with a guy who's been around as long as Damian Maya. But if Damian Maya does that thing where he wants to stand up with him for a little bit that I've seen him do in the last, what, 55 fights that Damian Maya has had in three years, that this guy, this guy's legit, man. This guy's legit, legit. So here's the thing. His his Sambo. This is the thing about he's a Swedish guy. Did you know this? He's Swedish. I think he might fight out of that camp. Hold on for a second. He's Swedish. Are you telling me this dude's faking jacks? He's not out there wrestling bears like the rest of those guys. Yeah, he's I don't. Not from I don't know what. I don't know what camp he fights out of. He fights in the same camp as Gus. Uh, Gustafson. That makes sense. <laughs> Gustafson's Swedish. <laughs> he fights because I, wow. I recognize. I recognize his head trainer now, and they actually they got they have a great stand up program there. So here's the thing yeah, about I mean, Sambo God, Gus, obviously versus a uh, but is he a Sambo practitioner? That's the that's the question, right? That is the question. I think he is. I assumed that might have been racist of me to make that assumption. Style, I thought he is, style listed is okay. He was born in Chechnya. Yeah. I okay. Um, okay. Lived there long enough to pick up some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he, he is currently in in uh okay. When he was seventeen, he moved to Sweden, so he was there for a okay. long time. Um. So I'm let me go with the hypothetical. If, let's say he, let's say if he is a sambo practitioner, right? Sambo versus jujitsu. There's a great documentary. I'll send it to you off air. It was where it combat talk, sambo, where it talks about you know there's always that old thing position versus uh, submission. Sambo guys can go for a submission, but they're also going to use a lot of position in their wrestling. So they're going to fling you. You throw up a guard. They're looking to get out of that guard really quickly. And everything they do inflicts a little bit of impact and danger and pain on you. I'm talking about mm-hmm. normal guys when they do knee on belly jujitsu. That's like something that's really, really painful and it's hurting you in the transition or they're trying to stop something from happening. These guys, even when they grab your legs. They grab them in a way that's going to let you know that they have full control of the sure. situation. They don't They don't fling you very nicely. They fling you to leave an impression. And I think that's going to be a problem for Damian Maya. But we're talking about Damian Maya here, right? Yeah. We're talking about next level jujitsu. And he's been, you know, he's had his ups and downs in his career. I agree with you 100%. You go in there thinking that you're just going to control them on the ground and people have done it before is the minute you get an arm or something snatched up. Sure. I think that after this fight, marketing machine kicks in because he's going to, I believe. He fights a top five. He fights a top yeah. five after this for sure. Um, yeah. He might fight. I don't know if Woodley wants to fight him. That would not be a no. good look for Woodley. But, you know, because he's fighting at both middleweight and welterweight. You know. Two division champion. I'm calling it now, dude. Yeah, yeah you're too late. DC already called it. What? Uh, did DC call it on? Yeah, oh, DC yeah. called it for this guy, too. This guy's legit, man. I, I, it's very legit. You see this guy and like even like the way he moves around the cage is like okay, all right, I, I can see this guy you know fighting for a long he's time. He's got a friggin' he's got a friggin' hair lip. This guy's got something to prove, man. Yeah, he's not. He's you and know a he's bad corrective big. surgery on it too. Yeah, oh man, poor guy. But he looked amazing. Actually, I would not mind seeing him up against Kobe. If you're gonna fast track him, Ooh. put him against someone. You're gonna really you're gonna dangerous. throw him ju- right to Kobe, right to number one contender. I'm throwing. You don't him give right him. Now. You don't give him Leon Edwards first. No, he smashes Leon Edwards. You think so? 
I think he smashes him on the ground. I think there's like levels to the game of control on the ground, and he's clearly going to be someone that's going to control Leon in a way. Dude, that's why I keep telling telling you, man, oh, if only for your research purposes, right? Take a white belt class, right? And you'll roll with some of the white belts, and you're like, all right, this guy, I've watched enough, and you, you, you've seen enough on TV where you're going to recognize a lot of the things that they're struggling to do to get you in. But then there's when that blue belt steps in. You're like, oh, <laughs> like, this feels a little different. And then the brown belt might jump on the, the you know, jump on the mat that day. And there's levels to that type of control. But now that we know that he can strike, and he threw that fucking cross straight down the pipe, dude. And fast. Was, fast. And no, no shoulder to it. No tell. It was. Yeah, he's he's the real deal, man. Um, I'm very excited. I'm really excited for the welterweight division and the middleweight division at that. Darren Till, maybe. Ooh. Give him Sacrifice someone. Give him someone who who yeah. can strike a little bit. At at middleweight, don't make Till cut any weight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm liking it. Hey, yeah, um, dude. He's he fought three wins in 65 days. Has not happened since the dark days of the UFC. Right. <laughs> and, and had a fourth fight fight scheduled. Yeah. I'd be surprised I would be surprised if they don't schedule fight number five for this guy in the UFC before he fights Damian Maya. Uh I think is is the Maya fight in Abu Dhabi? Yes. I bet you he fights think, a second time in Abu Dhabi. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets out of there with no damage. But there is a point of diminishing return where it's like you, you know, I, I don't know if he's cutting to get down. Obviously, he is cutting to get down to 170. Probably don't yeah. want to do that too many times, but dude, he fought at middleweight and then in, in 10 days fought at welterweight. And he fought against a guy at middleweight. Sorry, everyone, we're going deeper into the UFC thing, but he fought a guy at middleweight who is a traditionally durable type of guy. John like the type of guy, yeah, the type of guy you think that who can take him out a great deal of damage. Watches past fights. He takes a great deal of damage to give back a great deal of damage. And he got him out of there quick, just the way you would want him to see him get out of there. It was amazing. It was amazing. A uh, little rumor mill stuff here. Uh, so uh, John Jones, the GOAT, mm -hmm. <laughs> showed up at a local uh, grappling competition, and uh, everyone got super excited. John's looking pretty yoked Thick. nowadays. Thick. Like, There's a picture of him and, him and Holly and... A bunch of the people who've trained out of that camp, right? Uh, down there at Jackson Wink. Thick. <laughs> He's looking big, dude. Not like, and I'm not talking about like fat, like, hey, I've been enjoying my beer. Like, no, no, looking... like lean, muscular, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's looking scary. <laughs> he's not going to be running cars into people anymore. He's going to be run. He's going to go into crowds and just head down, run through like you do in Assassin's Creed. Absolutely you know insane. And if you go to his IG, he's really deep into gun training and training his dog right now. Yeah, John's, starting yeah. to look, eh, John's starting to show his upstate nature very much. So. He's starting to <laughs> act like a fucking mercenary. <laughs> That's how I see it, dude. I'm like, wait a second. Someone please don't give this guy a gun. <laughs> he's going to go on an absolute rampage. Dude, he's a, a felon. He shouldn't have guns, and he's armed to the teeth. That he is, a, is he a felon? Oh, no, he's never been convicted. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't I, think I, 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 he's committed many felonies, <laughs> but no charges. <laughs> Charged with, never convicted. He discharged a firearm while drunk, while driving. In what a major metropolitan area, yeah. in visual range of a police officer, and got rehab. 
<laughs> I think John Jones and uh, Kanye West should have their own buddy film, and I would love to see how that go. <laughs> like John pulls up to the house, fires two shots into the living room. Let's go, Kanye! <laughs> like he just like shoots the hinge off the door, and then Kanye opens it, and it falls over. <laughs> What's happening? Up. Oh, it's just John. <laughs> I got your milk. But anyway, <laughs> he, he, he looks- that's his catchphrase. He kills someone. He's like, I got your milk. And then just dumps a little little cart of milk on him. Like the carton that you get in school, like in elementary school, you have to like fold the thing and fold it out. Oh, dude, have you ever got one of the bad cartons where it's gone bad and you can smell it as soon as you pop that thing open? Yeah. That's, that's happened to me multiple times. Miss Miss Edwards, lunch lady from the second grade i'm gonna find you if you're still alive because i you should have done something oh, to protect dude. me did you guys used to get like the the little like cakes that were muffins the muffin cakes yes oh yeah. i want to find those those were so fucking good that's what made me hate deep dish pizza was uh school like the fake you guys, you guys were so fancy you had deep dish pizza no, we had that square-shaped pizza that they would give you, but I associate deep dish pizza with that because you know deep dish is horrible and for uneducated people, really, there's no no sane person enjoys that stuff. So That's you associate deep dish pizza with square pizza? Yes. Oh, square. The, the best pizza place in town is Square Pizza, by the way. Listen, I, I'm not going to disparage Square Pizza. Here's what I'm going to say about it, though. There's a lot of bread with Square Pizza. I just like I like I like a little. I'm lot. telling you, man. I, I'm gonna have to get you. I'm gonna have to get you this place. It's, I went to the place that you ordered your pizza from from Chicago, and I ate there in person. And like, Lou uh, yeah. And I was I was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, man, I've been waiting to get here my whole life. Not really, but I yeah, you know, I got in. <laughs> you lived in Chicago for a while. Yeah, I never went down there though. That's <laughs> I never went down. <laughs> I I will admit this: the the bread to sauce ratio is a little bit too much for me. But it too much was, bread or too much sauce. Uh, too much bread, and uh, it, but it was very, That's very fair. good. The fact that you could smell like the fresh oh. bread being—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's amazing. It's that part. Let's amazing. get off of food, dude. I'm fucking hungry. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mantis doesn't like when we talk about food. By the way, he's uh, sent me some hate mail about. I that, know. Yeah. I saw. I saw. I saw some comments about it. <laughs> sorry, Mantis. You can skip by. You, you probably didn't want to be here for UFC talk anyway. <laughs> Let's get into some more interesting stuff, though. We're gonna What's gradually going build this up here. Right. Okay, we're gonna rev it up. We're gonna rev it up. There's a game that 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 came out in 2018, right? Okay. On release day, it had a peak of 13 players. Okay. Two, That's horrible. Two years later, they people rediscover this game. It peaked at over 380 thousand, taking the third most played spot away from PUBG, rightfully. Um, recently, it's called Among Us. Do you know about this game? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it looks like? No, I've heard you talk about it. I've heard Cash talk about it. I've I, it's whispered in the hallways. I've heard sure, m- many sure, different sure. things. But tell me about it. Lay it on me. What is so it? This is little. It's the. It's like if you think about a game that a child would make, in the way that the graphics look, it's essentially that, right? Here's a little fucking okay. a little blob guy, on a spaceship. There's ten people and there's two imposters, right? So the crew right. is trying to like get all the tasks done so you could fucking fly away. And the two imposters are trying to kill all of the crew members. Right. So that's the premise of it. There's many okay. other there's many other games like it. Um, right, right, right. And it really so the way that the, the way that the game works, you get ten people in a lobby, everyone mutes their mic 
while you're in the game, right? And then, okay. you know, if someone's dead and you walk by a dead body, you can click the report button and then it goes up to a voting screen. You have to try to decide on who is the person that is or is not the imposter, right? So then everyone on their mic for that voting screen argues, tries to get the person people out and then rinse and repeat, right? Okay. There are two people in particular um, that have absolutely blown up from this game a lot of people have been doing really really good with every every big streamers playing it you know your summits your your ninjas your i I don't know if doc played it but no one can play with doc so it doesn't matter um but like everyone you know like nade shots and everybody has played it at this point there are two people that have blown the fuck up with this and it's valkyrie and disguised toast that makes sense i have seen this game i've seen her play it and i no offense to Valkyrie. I, I shut it down because I was just like, all right, there's no reason for me to be here. I came to watch shooters, but right. yes, I, I know what you're talking about. It is kind of creepy, though. It's a creepy game, isn't it? Is it? A, it's a fun game, right? So it's a, it's a lot of suspense, right? It's like, right. you know, I'm doing a thing and someone walks in and it's like, oh, shit, am I going to die here? Is he good? You know, do they know if I'm good? Right. Like, there's a lot of that. Valkyrie is not even the person who's blown up the most from this. She's gotten a lot of publicity and has been very good for her. She got to play with PewDiePie. But Disguised Toast, do you know who Disguised Toast is? No. He's uh, he, he's uh, affiliated with Offline TV. It's a bunch of League of Legends players, um, you know, a bunch of former pros. Pokimane's in that same group. Um, okay. Are you sure that's a name that you would recognize? Um, <laughs> this guy so a, in two months, not even smaller. Inside of the league community, he's a very medium-sized streamer, but okay. a medium streamer in the league community is a big streamer otherwise, otherwise right? Okay. So, like, you know, three, four, five thousand people in his stream uh, fairly often. Um, he hasn't uploaded a video on YouTube in almost two months that isn't over two million views. Every single... This video I'm, I'm looking at, I just pull up his YouTube page, right? And Social Blade would show this even better. Um, 13 hours ago, he was at a million and a half views already. This guy's stuff is blowing up. The video from yesterday, 2 million, 2 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.6, 2.5. This one here is 4.1 million views, 3 point. This dude is doing crazy, crazy numbers right now. Crazy Wait. numbers. I got to ask a question. What is he doing that has drawn so many people in? He's just really good at the game. Is he's that, that's really it? good at deceiving people when he is the imposter, and he's really good at picking the imposters when he is just a player. And I, I, I watched one of his videos just to do a little bit of research before the show. The editing is barely about the same as everybody else's with these videos. It's all very similar. But this guy's blowing the fuck up, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I'm not coming from a jealous point. It's so crazy to think about how what blows a person up. And so he'd been doing this for a while, right? Prior to this. This game sets it off millions of views, man. And like you, I you I always try to figure out what's the rhythm? What's the rhythm here? Is it his personality? Was it just the right game? Right it was timing? just the right game. It was just the but, right game, man. And what happens? So and, and how good is it doing for Valkyrie? Is she hitting millions now? Because I know her tra- transition from Twitch to YouTube has been, I don't I don't want to say her rough, a lot. She but, peaked at like 70,000 viewers the other day playing it. Live stream, nice. Yeah, that's very good, nice. right? That's very, very, very good. good for her. 
Yeah, because um, she's been hovering around like the eight to ten thousand, which is nothing she's to at scoff 35, at. Thirty-five thousand right now. Um, her yeah. her single videos aren't doing as well. She hasn't hit a million views on a video yet uh, in the past few months, especially with um, Among Us. You know, she hasn't hit a million yet. Um, but she, her stream is doing very well. This guy's toast might stream on Facebook. Um, he might have been one of the people who got it early, adopted the Facebook from Mixer, or he was he went from. Um, uh, Twitch to Mixer. He, he's, but he's been, he's been, you know, grinding for a long time. You know, very, very long time. He was averaging, you know, in the month of May. Let's put this for example: April, May, even June. June he gained twenty thousand subscribers. That's nothing to scoff at, right? But he's a yeah. he's a two million sub channel, right? Twenty thousand is probably what you should be doing every day, regardless, right? Um, right. And then July jumped up to fifty thousand, and then August was over a hundred thousand new subs gained. Right, you could see the trajectory going up, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know you could look at his total video views, um, starting in September. I think in July he had a lot. It was like twenty million video views in July, and oh, sorry, that was July of last year. Oh, that's when um, Team Fight Tactics came out. But okay. uh, in July of twenty twenty, it was at five million views, and in just in August, he was at over thirteen and a half million views for a single month of video. Um, and he's on a trajectory to go way, way up. It's, it's interesting to see. And the game, uh, have you played, you've played it yourself, right? Uh, one, one time. Yeah. yeah I've played maybe three or four games of it. Better to play or better to watch? Obviously in your instance, better to watch, but it it's seems better to like play. It, it's way, way, better way, way, way better to play. Yeah. Someone invited me to a game and they explained it to me and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like something I'd be good at. Not really where my strengths are. <laughs> um, it's fun. Okay, I, it's fun to play, right? Like if you get a bunch of friends together and played it, it would be fun. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and that's how I played it. Kind of, I knew a few people in the game. Um, it's okay. I, I'm not a huge fan. You know, obviously I haven't gone back and played it. You know, I'm, I have a few hours played. I could probably look it up. Uh, Steam is open. Is it a fr- is it a free game? It's five bucks. Oh man, so that's it's my basically. Game. For, I played ninety six minutes of this game, so ju- just over an hour and a half. You know, it, it's fun, but I, you know, I, I can't shoot people in it, so it, it doesn't so, really matter to me. Blowing up on YouTube, how's it doing on Twitch? Pretty good, depending on who's streaming it, right? That's uh, that's kind of the thing. Uh, doing very very well on YouTube, um, both live streaming and for videos. Right, Courage is playing it, and like a bunch of the big, big, big guys are playing it, so it does well. You know, right now it, it's the top of Twitch right now with four hundred and sixteen thousand viewers. If that says anything, XQC is playing it. That's huge. He has sixty-five thousand people watching it. Um, Ninja's playing with fifty thousand people watching it. Doctor Lupo's playing with twenty-two thousand. Uh, Brook AB is playing. Nate, a lot of the Hundred Thieves players are playing it, um, but every single big streamer has been playing it. It's crazy to think of Doc even playing a game like that. Like, could you? I, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to take him seriously I in the game. I right? He, I, he would get, either get killed or voted out first every time. Like, because you're just waiting for him to do a Doc thing, right? Like, he's just going to say something out of turn. He's going to say something that has nothing to do with the game. It's like he gets kicked right away. Yeah. Everything okay. Okay. Yeah, no, everything's fine. Um, yeah, it's just blowing up, man. It's very interesting. We saw this with Tarkov. We've seen it with a few games. Fall Guys had this happen to it. But yeah, Among Us is absolutely fucking killing it right now. And it, 
it, you know, sometimes things will blow up on Twitch and then not transition over to YouTube. This is doing both. And that's very, very impressive. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I actually, I would like to see the YouTube keep, I, and I'm open to be corrected here. I want to see more streamers su succeed on YouTube just for healthy competition. I want to see that community get built up a little bit more because right now I can't name, and I'm sure you can name more. I can only name three people that stream consistently on YouTube that I tune into. And that's courage doc and maybe Valkyrie. everyone here and Valkyrie. I can't name another huge actual YouTube streamer. I know a lot of content creators, a lot of people who upload their content, spend time editing it. I mean, we're talking about just shy of movie production stuff in some instances, but I can't think of a lot of streamers that use it as a resource. I would like to see it blow up. Um, I'm going to diverge, just like go down the rabbit hole here for a second. I couldn't believe you told me the other night that there were actual hackers playing Fall Guys. Like, yeah, I could not yeah, yeah, no, the game was dying because of because of the hackers in the game. Yeah, they yeah. for some reason they haven't found a way to detect uh, and tell how you know who and where and why and you can't report people in game. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of issues. Thinking of a hacker in Fall Guys makes me think about someone cheating at an Easter egg hunt. Right? It's like the same thing. No, it's worse life. than that. It's cheating at a, an Easter egg hunt for blind people. <laughs> exactly. Right? It's it's literally the same as cheating at Mario Party or, you know, Sonic and Friends or whatever the hell the Sonic Party game was. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's the, you, can't, you can't be fake good at things. I guess, no, but if you're a troll, that's all you need in life, right? Knowing that you're cheating at something that someone tries really, really hard at. I guess that could bring a troll a certain amount of joy, but it just, it looks like a game a that party game. No. Yeah. That's perfect for a troll. Like that guy's like, I get, I can get why people are doing it in Tarkov. I can get why people are doing it in call of duty. I could get why people are doing it in fucking PUBG. but what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> fall guys, dude. Like you guys are really going to fuck with fall guys. Could you imagine the guy who sits down, guy or woman, why be sexist, sits down and just like, ah, my day was horrible. Life is horrible. Time to cheat and fall, guys. <laughs> Dude, it's like you have to live such a sad, sad, fucking stupid, boring life, huh? A really shitty, you know, like even your fucking, you know, your cat doesn't like you, right? No. You, know, you just feed it and it comes back home every three weeks. Like, like you're a shitty person if you cheat and fall guys dude and actually you try to feed the cat it knocks the food over and says i would rather die than spend yeah, and any more time with yeah. no I, I, that's it was just something that cracked me up because i went to go watch a few streams of people who were playing it and having a good time and i was like man you really it, it really doesn't make any sense because it's competitive up until the point of being stupid like being fun like those little jelly bean looking things whatever mm -hmm. they are Running through those obstacle courses, that thing is supposed to induce a type of euphoric feeling from it's you. It's fun. Like it's fun. Yeah, they're, 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 I guess that's what human beings call it. I've, I'm having fun right now. I am having function. I just don't get it. I, I had to go on the sidetrack. I don't get cheating in games, man. This has nothing to At do all. with Among Us. But, but I can just see how people would cheat in the game like Among Us where it's like, I, I don't just, just stay off the game, bro. If you're not good at it, you didn't come to have fun. Don't do it. Yeah. And I think that's why I think that's why competitive sports are so intimidating to people. Because like, whoa, I have to actually be kind of good to cheat at this. You can't fake an ollie, and you can't fake a layup. Like, there's yeah. no hack. For, there's no hack for that. 
Yeah. Can't no, fix- you're 100% right. You're absolutely yeah. right. It, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make sense. You could, right? And that's cheating to a level, but... <laughs> I, I, would definitely, I would definitely take steroids and skateboard. It won't impact the way I skate at all, but if I could go back in time, I would love to be that guy going through a roid rage at a vert park. <laughs> Just like, like, he's really bad, huh? Like, yeah, but he's been taking steroids for weeks, and he thinks he's going <laughs> he to make him better. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we both know that ster- that's not what steroids are used for, though. No, absolutely, you know? absolutely, but... But let's start using steroids for what they're not used for. Like, let's think about what how good our stream could be if we use steroids before we play. You know, Borderland. there was like a there was a bit for a long time on uh, Painkiller already where they were gonna get one of the guys test uh, testosterone replacement therapy, right? TRT, and yeah. just see how it fucked with them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna like, all right, well, I mean, the guy's financially successful. It doesn't really need any money. You know, he's retired. He flies a paramotor for fun and rides motorcycles cross country let's get him on trt and see how we uh see how it affects the show <laughs> there was a running that bit for that for a long time that would have been amazing matt sarah was on trt for most of the podcast and dana white looking <laughs> for a fight and it was hilarious dude that's what we're doing first live stream i'm gonna get us some trt we're gonna pop that <laughs> we're just gonna see where it takes us <laughs> down down super down that should be hilarious actually i might try i might try this game out man uh see if i can get but, a bunch of us in it yeah you, would, you, would ha- you have to so the hardest part about among us is organizing a fucking group Right, you yeah. ha- you have to organize. You can't go into a public match, right? You have to organize ten people. Well, you can go into a public match; it wouldn't be weird. Um, you have to organize ten people. <sighs> that sounds horrible going into a public match playing this game. Like trying to, but there's no VoIP in the game though, so oh, it would oh. just be text. <laughs> That's even worse. Dude. It's like texting with a bunch of strangers. I'm not. I I can't do it. But here's my problem, right? This game breeds a certain level of toxicity. Yes, it's, it's toxic. <laughs> the game is toxic. That's probably why why I don't want to play it. It's just I don't feel like fucking arguing with people for four or five hours. That's like what a lot of these people are doing, and they're you know it's it is going to ruin friendships, right? It legitimately, I know it is. Um, it, it's just super. It is legitimately super toxic. It's the most toxic game I've ever seen. And you know, I come from the depths of being raised <laughs> by Modern Warfare Two and injected into fucking League of Legends. And this game is by far because it's based around arguing with everyone else so actually that sounds like a good game for me and uh another friend of mine to play but here's the thing though right how long will it last so the game's trending really well right now how long do you think it will last when and continue does, to be- when does cod come out <laughs> a lot of these people are going to leave this game for cod or by the time it gets there it's going to be you know it's going to be so toxic i bet you give you i give you another month maybe um there's also a very similar game to this but like a little bit better graphics and more depth to the game called project winter um, i've heard of that one yeah. yeah that looks kind of fun but again it's like it's it's voip in game so like when you're next to somebody you could you can communicate and there's like things to do game looks way harder um but you know it is it, you know it's the same kind of game you know it's crazy man to think because you guys do your dnd thing uh you know over discord man and i would just go play just go play a good rpg i'm i'm really gonna start a campaign for this i'm not gonna play i i just don't have the time but i think everyone should try to get into an in-depth suspenseful rpg game 
let me make my case here. You would have the same experience minus the toxicity, right? You get a good GM to the game. You get a good storyline. Oh, oh, okay. No, no. I was wondering what you said. You, you were thinking instead of uh, playing Among Us, play a play a D and D game. Here's yeah, the issue, D&D. right? Is these people are playing this every day, right? It's oh. not a once a week thing. Like a D and D, a good D and D session is once a week because it takes that entire week to plan yeah. what's happening in the next session. Right, there's a lot of planning. Right. right, you should look forward to it. It shouldn't be like, all right, we're gonna get on and grind D and D, right? Because that's not possible unless you have no. like someone who's very fucking good at improvising. And even then, it becomes like whoever's the DM is, it's fucking horrible for them. Right, they're gonna have fucking no fun and doing it eight to ten hours at a time. Like these guys are playing uh, Among Us. No, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I might try it out. I might try it out, man. Uh, is this currently only in the Steam store? Like, where else could it- you can download people- it on your phone. Really? Yeah, it's free to play on your phone. That just is it a Chinese company? I have no idea. I haven't even looked into the devs of this game, to be honest with you. You've you got me paranoid about everything now, like with Tencent and all this stuff. Everything I download from the Play Store, I'm like reading through the bio. I'm like, is this, is this owned by that company he told me about? <laughs> is this, are they are they watch are they watching me? I can't get involved. Copy, with that. You're gonna blame me for it. I, I saved you. <laughs> that's what most cult leaders say like, i saved you i saved you from the world i saved you from it we should move on there's a, i'm gonna throw a, a different topic in here um and we, sh- we should speak about it so we're gonna move on Uh-oh. from among us tiktok was purchased for u.s consumption yes by oracle and walmart i heard that i heard that I was just looking for this on the t- on the topic list so I could put a timestamp so I could find it. Right, I, I told you I was gonna throw you for a loop with a different topic. <laughs> right, TikTok. There you go. Um, I, I had heard I had heard this and uh, very strange indeed. So I I have opinions on this, but I'll let you start because I don't. I'm gonna go on a tirade right now and. Uh, I'll, so I want you to get it. I want you to get it in first. So I'm trying to figure out who the exact owners are. Um, Oracle and Walmart say they'll own 20%. ByteDance will own 80% and will float the rest, uh, bringing increased scrutiny and a move likely aimed to allow privacy concerns. So the issue was is that it was owned by the Chinese government, right? Not a Chinese right. company because Chinese companies don't exist, right? Because it is a socialized. Um, yes dictatorship we'll call it um so therefore the government has hands in everything so there were there were issues over privacy concerns right right and admittedly so tiktok knew a lot of information that it shouldn't have every app was going to know you know screen time on your phone and like maybe even what else is installed on your phone right because that's how you advertise right i get that like and i don't like it either to be fair but this is how advertising works right when you go to when you go to walmart and you buy shampoo and croissants together right yeah the shampoo company gets that information and was like, oh, well, this person bought this and this together. And if they see a trend, then then you'll see, you know, either a croissant end cap by shampoo or vice versa, right? Because people buy that and they're associated together, right? Um, right. Toilet paper and paper towels are always right next to each other because that is the optimal experience because when you buy one, you're most likely going to buy the other, right? That, that's how right. advertising works. So this is how they do that with your phone is they take this information is like, hey, you have Facebook and this app installed. We'll call it TikTok, right? And now when you go to the Facebook 
uh, app on Play Store or the App Store, TikTok will be in the recommended because X amount of people or X percent of people who have either one of these installed has the other. And therefore, they think it's a recommendation. And that's how like targeted advertising works. Right. Um, right. There were concerns over the fact that it knew down to the MAC address of your router um, yeah. that you were connected to, the access point that you were connected to. And that's incredibly scary because most things can't do that, if any, essentially. Um, your phone barely knows the MAC address of the of the access point, but it only knows it because it has to connect to it, right? Um, yeah. So there were very, very severe privacy concerns. Now... It's being sold to for a crazy amount of money. And I got to look up what ByteDance is. Um, but Oracle and Walmart will own a percentage of it, which is hilarious. So here's the, here's the issue I'm having, right? Uh, our current uh, commander-in-chief, technically, I don't know how much power he has to do this. It's been It's all over the zeitgeist in the political arena. He blocked or potentially blocked or influenced or somehow facilitated the block of Microsoft buying it because he didn't like what they were offering. But sure. the uh, Walmart or Oracle or whoever, once someone involved with this new purchase is a direct contributor and donor to him. So Oracle, here's my no, not Oracle. I bet you it's Walmart. I bet you it's the fucking um, the Waltons. So here's here's the thing that really cracks, uh, not even cracks, but there's nothing funny about this in my mind. That is... As illegal a move as any sitting president could do. True. So there are a lot of things I will not defend Trump about. I'm actually, in spite of what people believe, I'm not a Trump supporter. I just believe we should look at people correctly, fairly, and like, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and and fairly, and judge them. So whenever I hear someone say he's the most evil person in the world, I'm like, well, you've obviously never heard of Idi Amin, and you're a moron. You should really do the research on what evil is versus a functional idiot who's who's actively ruining the country in many regards done some positive things done some negative things this is one of those things that i think should not go over the rug under the rug and i'm not going to go much deeper than that but there's you can't defend him in this sense will, the president yeah. Yeah, it's, it will but god damn it here talking with a dad we stand up for truth no and that's you're probably right but unfortunately some of these things you have to look at with a, with a realistic really aspect. objective yeah, it's gonna go under. It's gonna go under the rug, dude. This is not. This isn't even the worst thing he's done this week. I, I would think. No. Um, <laughs> I wonder what his day. I wonder what his days like from like day from like. Oh my! He had enough. He had enough time to watch the Colby Covington fight. Um. So I, I imagine not much gets done in, in, in this administration's White House, unfortunately. Um. I wait. I just want to address one more thing. The the the, uh, the privacy and the data leaks that you were addressing. I just wanted people to walk into the situation with their eyes completely open. Those concerns still exist right now, unless something drastically is done. Nothing differently. will change. Um, yeah. Here's the issue: the Chinese government still owns eighty percent of it. Right. Bite Dance is owned by the Chinese government. It was the parent company prior, and will mm. still own. 80% of it. Um, but we're, we're the minority, right? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Apparently, they're going to split the company and make TikTok global versus TikTok US. And then the, you know, 20% of that global would be. I, none of this makes any sense, right? It, it's all a, it's all a structured. It's all shell companies going straight up to the top. It, it you know, you fucking learn this stuff in finance 101, right? In, in business yeah. 101. Like, it, I didn't even take those fucking classes and I know this shit. I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, 
Man, Zach, I can't even. I like. I get flabbergasted when you try to explain to people these type of things. You know, like, well, by Amer- an American company owning it, this is the idiocy. An American company owning it, somehow magically these things are going to change. I'm like, no, those concerns are still there, yeah. and I can show you American software that's on the App Store or in the uh, uh the app, the iOS or Google Play Store right well, now. Hold on, let's, can- let's do this even better. The one that's installed on every single person's phone, minus mine, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, that is stealing all of your fucking information constantly, right? You're even owning an Apple phone or an Android phone. There are so much of your information that is being sold to the lowest bidder that, you know, it it should be worrisome, right? You know, if one thing you could do is go back 15 years and learn that data isn't a commodity is a commodity and that you need to either monetize your data or you need to protect your data as if it were your mail, right? It's It's a felony. To go in and break someone's mailbox. If I drive by Steve's house and fucking reach a bat out and break Steve's mailbox, that is a felony, right? Yes. But selling, you know, your cable company, selling the information of the TV shows that you watch, which is data, right? And yeah. it's your data. That is not illegal. And I think that's yeah. much, much, much worse. I would actually like to be able to, you know, make it not a felony to go around breaking mailboxes. It seems fun. Yeah, I mean, it was in that one movie, Stand By Me. I thought it was amazing. I I watched that scene every day before I go out. But you know, and here's the thing: you sign the terms and conditions and the disclaimer, and you give it away. You, you click have an option you, to. Yeah, you click the allow. You say yes to everything. Um, it's interesting though. So you're making we're making a great case for something that a lot of people just hate talking about, which is the uh, the Linux community. At the root of the open source Linux communities exists the need for privacy. But everything has a double-edged sword, right? So where me and Zach used to work previously, and where Zach worked in another uh, field for quite uh, for a time, you learn something about people who seek that much privacy, right? There are some people who are just paranoid or just want to protect their data because it is important to. Them. There are other people who are actually doing quite insidious things with <laughs> which is programs that right but there's also yeah. you know some people just like linux right and that's fair there's no. there's, there's one percent of people on the planet who like linux which is strange to me I, I mean, um, hold on for a second it's when why click on a nap when you can write out a paragraph and command and commands to open right the exactly <laughs> um or i don't know man um linux is a weird thing but even you know even down to the fact that it's not your os that's doing it right your os yeah. to be fair windows is doing a lot of it but you just you even go to facebook right and you go yeah. to do it on your computer and it has what fucking hardware you're using on your computer. It just has that information immediately. You open Chrome and Google has all of the information that you yep. that you have on your PC, essentially, uh, especially the super important stuff, IP addresses and, and MAC addresses and yep. hardware and stuff. And the stuff you willingly save in there, the passwords, the credit cards you Correct. upload. Yeah. Even if you use a program like privacy, you still have to upload a, you know about privacy, uh, the uh, the app that allows you to make virtual cards if you want to do shopping on the internet and stuff like that. No, but st- I've heard of other things similar to it. It makes sense. Yeah, but uh, you still have to upload your original card. You still have to at some right, point. to spoof it. Right. No, no, yeah. it, makes, it makes total sense. You uh, know, there, there's a real privacy concern when it comes to your data, your internet data and your your even just day-to-day life data right like where you go and where you are that's that's huge if you everyone yeah. has their phone on them all the time you're constantly being tracked regardless of what setting yeah. you may or may not disable right there's even a point to where you know when you say when you tell your phone to turn off is it really off right yeah the screen is off but you know have you ever noticed that your battery drains a little bit 
when your when your stuff is off it's not really yeah. off let's be fair it's running background uh you know algorithms and it's it's still gps transmitting right the only true off were flip is pulling that battery pulling the battery out right and everyone and, took that away and then pulling the battery out and then also underneath the battery disconnecting that little weird circle <laughs> that yeah. was behind it, which was actually a GPS. No, no, it's funny you bring that up about the phones, man, because if you put your phone on the wireless charger and your phone's off and it still has a response, like, uh, you know, a digitized screen comes up to tell mm -hmm. you how much it's charging. The phone's not actually off. It's right, more it's in the hybrid. It's, it's in a hibernated mode. Stuff is totally scary, man. And here's the crazy thing about it. We're all a part of it. Down to content creators, up to the, the grandma who's just searching to buy stuff on the internet, like we willingly given into the system. What do we do at this point? I think you have to become a more informed consumer about things. Like you just have there, to be. You couldn't though. Uh, unfortunately, there there isn't a product you could purchase or a website you could visit that doesn't steal your metadata. You know. You know, there's not a you know, like I said, you you shop at a, a Target and you buy. You know, there's a reason, like, I think, what is it, alcohol and diapers are close to each other in the store, if you think about this, right? Um, mm. It's because that parents tend to drink a little bit more when there's a, a young baby because it's stressful. Um, You're right. The last Target I was in, diapers are fairly close to the alcohol. There section. you go. <laughs> right. Chips are next to next to soda, right? Like, there, there's a lot of things that are next to each other, and that's because there's there's years and years and years of marketing and product placement research. and yeah. research and stealing and being sold metadata that says, hey, when someone buys A, they're 98% likely to buy B, so put them closer together in a store. It's, it's funny. It is. The ad campaigns have been happening like this. This type of research, marketing research forever. There's this old video. You can find it on YouTube. And it's actually a, a, a real video talking about how to capitalize on the Negro shopper. And it gives a breakdown. Now, this is from like is the early 70s. Or, is, this, is this why Pepsi became the known as the soda of choice within the community? No. Is this no, not the same thing? No, this is not. This is like a generalized experience, like a breakdown of the shopping habits of African-Americans of the okay. day. I want to say it was like late 50s. And it talks about the almost down to the euphoric feeling that African-Americans would have from having the prestige that of being able to go into a place where they wouldn't normally be allowed or can't afford to shop and how businesses should market themselves to that. It wasn't about being inclusive. It's like, hey, if you can afford to shop here. Yeah, you should shop yeah, here. And yeah. Then, it, it's, a, it's a scary thing, and here we are now. As crazy as that sounds, is I'm actually super interested in that kind of stuff, right? Because yeah. the, the the data that connects things that you do is actually fair, yeah. is actually very very interesting. It's not yeah. at all. It's creepy. Let's be fair, but it's not. <laughs> it's not at all like actually like common sense, right? It's actually a lot, there's a lot of like data and algorithms and just years and years and years of experience that shows hey this is how you get people to buy things right yeah well i mean it's a part of the the the, the science of convenience right they're like anything has a double-edged sword but we all want to live a life it comes with it man you want to live a life of connectivity but and i don't mean actual connectivity like you know between people you want to live a life of connectivity between device convenience mm -hmm. my home this is the cost, you know, and this is the cost. And there have been people who've been screaming about this for quite some time. I remember when people first learned, I was in California at church one day, and my pastor did a sermon on the algorithm, and he said it like it was a, such an insidious word. And I'm like, yeah, 
I'm like, come on. I'm like, this is the ex- this is what it's built off. Of course. Yeah. I'm trying to say like, I'm like, how is this new news to you? How did you think Facebook worked? Yeah. Why do you think your Amazon ads popped up on your Facebook right after you bought that book? Sure. I'm like, it's 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 and it's it's just crazy to me, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm knees deep in it, baby. I'm not changing the thing. I just bought like eight things on Amazon the other day. My credit card's all over the place, and I got like eight Google Chrome tabs open right now <laughs> and a Facebook tab. I'm loving it. If they're listening, send me more stuff. Please <laughs> monitor, monitor me, man, because I, I need people to come to the channel. Like This is a place where we will protect your data or give it away, whatever you're into. We'll, we'll do both if that's what you're into. I'm not selling it. <laughs> I couldn't care any less. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I always thought it's, that was it's insane, man. I always thought that was funny at the school. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever noticed when you're at the counter, you're explaining to someone the uh, password or anything to do with it, mm-hmm. and they kind of give you this look like, "Well, you guys gonna look at my data?" And I always want to say, "Ma'am, I want you to know that the thing I want to do least in my life is know anything about uh, you." you. <laughs> <laughs> After this interaction yeah. is over. I, I want to forget you as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but we also weren't in the uh, the business of selling data, right? We weren't, but corporations are in the business. Correct. Of selling Every data. corporation, absolutely, without uh, without fail. I was watching. Uh, I'll wrap up on this, man. But I was watching Shark Tank. You've got me addicted to that show. I love so now, Shark Tank I'm, too. Shark Tank is I'm, amazing. I got business plans for businesses that don't. Yeah, even yeah. Exist. You have a few. Hey, beers, uh, you have a few beers. You sit on the couch and watch Shark Tank. There's literally nothing better. It's like when you start scoffing with the sharks, you're like, ah, oh, evaluation. I've seen so many episodes of Shark Tank. When new ones come out, I could tell you who's on board and what the valuation is going to be. <laughs> There was a part where, uh, where uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark, what's the uh, Mark Clippers? Yeah, Mark Cuban. Hey, he doesn't uh, own the Clippers. He owns not the, the Clippers. Uh, uh, who is it? Who's he own? Houston, maybe. Who knows? He owns a basketball team. <laughs> there was a point where uh, someone came on and they were uh, selling an app of some sort. It was like a mommy app where you get coupons and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mark looked at Mister Wonderful, and they both literally had the same thought. They're like, "Yeah, they might as well have said we're not interested in the company." But we are interested in the data. Whatever data yeah. is, you're gonna- <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that on the back end. It's just amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, I want to, I want to ask you about something, man, because I'm, I'm surprised it made it on here. And no, I'm not talking about topic number two, the Valorant Pro thing here, man. Uh, came out recently. Um, a lot of teams are doing this thing where they're disclosing the, um, um salaries of pros and you know a number of uh of like people within the organization uh uh-huh. yeah valorant pros are costing between 20 and 30 thousand dollars a month former cs pros right they're, for, they're former cs players a lot of them some of overwatch players but between 20 and 30 thousand a month dude that's insane not a year folks you heard him correctly a month <laughs> a month <laughs> <laughs> your kid that you told to stop playing that game because it's not leading anywhere you missed out on that boat um so catch me up a little bit here man, because i thought people were kind of projecting that the valorant scene was not going to be as big as they thought but obviously there's capital here so that means people are gearing up it's like it's going to be huge right or is it huge now and am i not i'm not understanding the depth of it right it's now. not very big let's be fair but, but it is owned by riot 
Riot okay. owns League of Legends. League of Legends is the biggest esport in the world. Riot has already come out and said that they're not going to do any Riot-sanctioned events on Valorant for the first year to let the game grow organically. Um, but mm -hmm. once that Valorant League comes in, it, I expect it to be on the same level of, of what League of Legends is because it's owned by the same company. So if you gear up early, get your pros in and get your players in early, you know, it's a, it's a safe bet at this moment. I don't know if it'll be as big as what twenty or thirty thousand dollars a month uh, indicates. Um, you know, I, I think there are Call of Duty pros who probably make more than that, right? right. I, I bet you Scump is on a two million dollar a year contract, which, if you do the math, is way more than thirty thousand dollars a month, right? It's, it's closer to two hundred thousand dollars a month. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think at the moment, a first of all, great living, <laughs> yeah. good for you. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations yeah. for a Valorant pro. Um, <laughs> Skadoodle is a Valorant pro. Was a former okay. CS pro. Played with played on C9 with Shroud. Um, he's playing for Telecom T, SK Telecom T1, um, a Korean team, biggest biggest esports team in the world potentially. Um, yeah, <laughs> good for you guys. Fuck yes. Here's the crazy thing, man. Like get paid, son. <laughs> Get paid. Get paid. Get paid. Get Absolutely. paid with a game with, with low viewership, man. But like, where are we gonna watch this stuff at, man? Is it gonna be like the CDL? Like, where is it being brought? You you gotta walk me through this. I don't. Where know. would we I have no information? <laughs> Assuming if it follows the Riot contract, it's gonna be through Twitch. League of Legends okay. is done on Twitch, but League of, League of Legends I think is done on Twitch. It's done on YouTube. I, it, it's done on their own website. Like they do it everywhere, right? They they do what I said was the smart move. Don't limit yourself to one platform. Right. Riot was listening when I said that 10 years after they made their, their league. Five, seven years after they made their league. They're sitting there like, you know that one small YouTube channel we enjoy? <laughs> the bearded one made a good joke and a good idea. Let's get into action. I honestly, man, I'm going to watch some of this stuff because I was a little bummed out to hear this. Uh, this uh, fucking what's this guy named Shroud wasn't actually going to be a pro because I just wanted to see if that if he... We, what, Look at it from my side. It's like a Rocky story. You know, he, he leaves, you know, CSGO, you know, on his own terms, basically, goes into a successful career as a streamer, comes back as a Valorant pro, shows everyone that he's still the GOAT and was better than he was treated on his old team or perceived. He wasn't. I he, know he, he wasn't. He didn't deserve I, to be <laughs> any more than what he was. There are so many better players in the CS scene, right? I could, I don't watch CS and I can name a few. And. Yeah, it is what it is. I, you know, there's a chance. You, you hear the rumors that we're going to go a little bit off topic here that um, Doc is getting a, a Call of Duty team. Is he? There's rumors. They're not doing any expansions. Um, I don't know how much the LA Gorillas want to be a team anymore uh, from what I've heard. Paris Legion is struggling immensely, right? Um, there's been a, you know, everyone dropped everybody <laughs> other than like Dallas and like, Chicago, almost everyone's roster got dropped in Call of Duty. So Paris Legion's over there without any fucking players trying to figure out what they're going to do. It's pretty funny. Actually, call, uh, CDL Intel, which is run by Deserto, I believe, or, or Call of Duty Intel, which is run maybe by Activision, um, which is like an insider within the industry. Uh, it would be very similar to like a Brett Akimoto. Um, yeah. They tweeted out, Paris Legion has no idea what they're doing to build a competitive team. And for them to tweet that, first of all, Activision is probably pissed. B, Paris Legion must be really, really fucked up. Sign me. Fuck it. Sign me. We'll build a competitive team around me. I'll, I'll break the sticks out. <laughs> I'll go on a I'll go on a P 
purely Call of Duty based PlayStation controller, maybe binge, and we'll make a team around me. Let me ask you a question. How long do you think, I think for me, to get into fighting shape, right, to stand mm-hmm. even a chance against a, an amateur fighter would take me about eight months. And let me, eight months of serious training, cutting is this, weight. Is this two a days? Three days. Ooh. I'm talking about two a days in the gym and one and like, road work. Yeah. Just to really keep my fat ass in shock that this is the life I chose. Uh-huh. How long do you think it would take you to get into that type of game, gaming form to be able to do on a controller? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I eight months is not a bad guess, but I would have to play every you'd have to pay me. Start paying me right now. Right. You have to start paying me right now and I'll fucking leave this show. Uh, I'll leave the show. I'll boot up the fucking. I'll boot up the Modern Warfare. I'll plug yeah. the fucking controller in, get it all working, and, and go to town. And I'll start right now, and I'll play twelve hours a day. But six, six, eight months you, probably. You would, you would make it two hours before you were ready to quit. <laughs> and then I look back and like, how much money are they paying me? Oh, only. Never mind. I'm going back to a regular job. Um. <laughs> to to be as good as I am on on like a keyboard and mouse, and even right now, admittedly, I'm not as good as I could be on a keyboard and mouse. Right, I'm not playing shooters very much. You know, I'm back to playing RuneScape, and I'm I'm playing Divinity, and I'm playing all these other games. I'm playing a lot of Tony Hawk. Right, uh, there, you know, I'm not even at my peak for what I was on keyboard and mouse. Um, and that would probably take me two months to get back into it. Right, I played a little bit more Modern Warfare today. Um, a bunch of people were playing, and we played a little bit. I played fairly well, you know. I I won I won few games, you know. I won the first two games that we played in Gun Game or whatever, and I couldn't even get third place. I was last for most of the games last time we played, um, and I, you know I'm back a little bit better already. It would take me probably eh, let's say three weeks to get me back into pretty much like tip top keyboard and mouse shape, but it, I would have to enjoy the game. Uh no Warzone for you, right? Warzone is fucking awful. <laughs> Modern Warfare is awful. It's not. It's it's just not fun. I'm over BRs. Let's just not beat this into the ground. Um, no, no, okay. That being said, be Cold War. I'll probably be playing a shitload of Cold War. I yeah. I don't expect to talk to you any other days except for Monday and Friday once that game comes out. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I wa- I rewatched a lot of the footage they played at the PlayStation and just other trailers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Game looks good. Yeah. Uh, watch the uh. I rewatched Doc's stream on the uh. The open uh, open alpha there for the uh, the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It looked like a lot of fun, and more importantly, I think a good way to gauge this whole thing is are people who've been playing the game forever having fun while they're playing it. Everyone like has fun that- in the first week, though. Everyone <laughs> has fun in the first week, dude. You're gonna get brainwashed being around the Call of Duty community because it's like, <laughs> dude, after the first month, let's be fair, after the first month, that's when the people have figured out the meta, that's when they figure out the routes, that's when the you know the, the pre-nades and, and the stuns and you know what works the best with what. And after that is when it becomes bad, right? And we'll see. The modern warfare for me lasted the the first day of the beta, which is the shortest Call of Duty's ever lasted, to be fair. You know, like yeah. Black Ops 4 lasted until January, right? You know, then we didn't really play it much after that. Um, you know, prior games lasted, you know, maybe a little bit longer than that, right? Modern Warfare, like you think about it, Call of Duty 4, we played Call of Duty 4, or they played Call of Duty 4 competitively for two full years, 
right? right? And then World at War lasted, you know, and people didn't like World at War. I don't know why. I thought World at War was a very, very good Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 lasted the entire time the game was out. People still love that, right? Black Ops 2 lasted the entire time the game was out. And then it gets gradually shorter and shorter to when people are fed up with the game. And, you know, we <laughs> saw... Yeah, yeah, we saw one week essentially with Modern Warfare before the pros started complaining about it. But if you go back during the alphas and the betas, the pros were hyped about it, right? I base a lot yeah. of my my opinions off the pros because they're paid to play it, right? And they have to play it. Um, so, you know, they, they were hyped in the betas in, in like the first week and then it went downhill from there. So we'll see. Um, Staring back to Valorant, I'm going to... And this kind of goes into the CDL thing. I want you to hear my vision of how they should do it for Valorant. And I, it's, just a, it's a radical idea. You're going to have to brace yourself because I'm going to be throwing some advanced concepts at you. I think all they have to do is look at everything that went wrong with the CDL this year. Nope. Get a, <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me okay, out. Hear right, me right, out. Right, you go. You go. I'm going to drink water this entire time so I can't <laughs> fucking interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> they just watch what happened with the CDLs. Get everyone in. To the bubble now get the infrastructure going let's get it all on land get all the teams in the appropriate spaces broadcast only on twitch and youtube control your broadcast rights and just make it a seamless experience get the promotion going now pay for ad spots on espn and espn.com get people excited about it now but do not assume that people are just going to tune in I think that was the biggest mistake okay. I saw. With this, uh, let, let me reiterate to you who owns Valorant, right? Look right. at look at League of Legends. They're owned right. by Riot. They're you know they're not looking at the Activision model, right? Where uh, it's oh we got to play this much. League of Legends has a set structure in set regions at set locations, right? They already do all of that, and I just imagine that. You know, man, where is it? Where is the riot headquarters? It's on fucking like Huntington Beach or something, right? Oh, it's beautiful area. I love it. They just built, they buy the fucking door, the building next door. And they're like, okay, League Valorant, done, right? That's all they need to do. They already have the model set in front of them to have a successful league and organization. Just do it the same way. That's it. That's all they have to do, right? You know, Counter-Strike is the same thing. The issue with Counter-Strike is, uh, and as much as Counter-Strike is probably the best eSport to watch, in my opinion, um, mm -hmm. and I don't even like the game, um, Valve doesn't back their eSports, right? Valve is the company who who, who makes Counter-Strike. None of this is Valve-sanctioned, you know? Dota, Dota has the highest, the, the international has the highest paid uh, tournament ever. Every year, $30 million, I think, have raised this year already, but it's crowdfunded and Valve has nothing to do with it. And that's what makes, you know, they have to work so hard for that to make that that way. Um, but it, it's so much easier if the company who makes the game is just like, okay, we're going to put this and this and this in the game so that it's it's competitive. And then they're gonna, the competitive players are going to play on a, play on a previous patch, right? And that, yeah. I guess what happens with League is they play a patch back, right? Because all okay. of their strats and the way that the, you know, the synergies. The way that you play the game, yeah. And yeah. the way that you play the game was based on that patch. And they could have a patch in the middle of a, in the middle of a season or the middle of a, like a weekend, right? And you know they're gonna play. They're gonna play in the passion they played on. So you know it is the the riot is gonna do it right. But how big it's gonna be is very is very uh, interesting. Man, I've not heard something that's made me more hopeful for something not effing up 
and then those they words have you successful. Just they have it. They have it there already. You know, they have so it there already. So what you're saying is the only way they fail at this is if they hire Scott Coker. He comes over and says, "This is what we're doing from now on," <laughs> and then just takes them to ABC, and then the company falls apart at, from there. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever go that mainstream. Um, I hope one day. I'm sure it will. Speaking of uh, gaming companies, and uh, we just had some really big news. Depending on if you care about this type of stuff, I do. I always care about this type of stuff, and I love to see it happen. But Microsoft making boss moves, bro. (laughs) Purchasing Bethesda, the powerhouse that is Bethesda, for seven and a half billion dollars. Right? Let me let me quantify that for you. Disney did not pay that much money for the entire Star Wars contract, franchise, characters, licensing. And they pay, I believe they and catalog 2.5 billion to get rid of George Lucas. That's what they paid him. That's what was paid to get rid of him. I mean to 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 acquire the assets. 7.5 billion. So here's what the thing is, right? It wasn't just Bethesda. They purchased no, they Zenimax, the Zenimax Media, which also has uh, id software, um, yeah. makes Doom, um, and Bethesda within it. Um, so, you know, they have a few, few like a bunch of stuff in there. Battlecry is in it, which um, I believe Battlecry... Um, man, did they make H1Z1? No, maybe not. Um, what Skyrim, right? Well, hold on. So they make the Bethesda makes the entire Elder Scrolls series, right? Okay. Um, and Fallout. So those are two huge, huge properties. Um, this is huge, man. This is really fucking big. So the thing that becomes a question. So I've been doing a lot of research on this today is whether or not they make it just exclusives. If we're just talking about Bethesda. Does Microsoft make it exclusives? I tend to lead to the side where they're going to still license those games and sell it to Sony. But a lot of people, a lot of people are thinking that this is the chokehold that they finally use to kind of not put the nail in the conference Sony, but be able to be compete because they've always been lacking in exclusives. True. But to really cor- corner the market in a real way, like in a because Sony owns who they own Santa Monica Gaming and what else? Uh, they own that studio, don't they? Well, yeah, they they own Sony owns a bunch of different you know smaller studios, sure. but they don't have you know I don't know how much you know I don't know they don't have anything on the level of the Elder Scrolls or the Fallout series, right? They don't have either of those, right? They don't have Wolfenstein, they don't have Dishonored, they don't have Prey, they don't have Doom or Quake, right? Like they don't have these things. Now Microsoft does. I think Microsoft makes it exclusive to Xbox and PC because mm-hmm. they're doing that now. And that's it. So there's the other point to that. A lot of people, you know, because there's speculation that this is, and I think Microsoft has said it in so many words, that this is the last console, that maybe they'll release updates for it. Maybe they'll do a few things and like, but they're not making money on this. And people, more and more people in the industry are thinking that they're going to be moving towards the Xbox platform. Just you know the games sure, that they release, that. That, just the games they release in the Game Pass. All the new games will be optimized for this current gen of console that's coming out now, and on PC, which I think ultimately the Xbox. In my opinion, I remember when the whole the inception of the whole thing. I think it all comes to an end, and I think it would be fitting. Like the original Xbox release, I remember that day, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is a big deal." Yeah, but to it see huge. it finally, when Rock came out with fucking Bill Gates. 
<laughs> back when Listen the rock had hair. No, like wait, I, I just wanted I want to take you <laughs> I back. Threw I Steve for a fucking loop there. <laughs> I want I want to take you back a little bit further. The reveal on the council. Huge. I remember sit I remember sitting there sweating looking at it and just going I don't even understand. They said something about a hard drive being in it. Do you know what that it was it was just blows it was my big, mind. Man. It was really really big. I and the thing about them just going to the Xbox platform where, you know, even if you're not into cloud-based gaming, but if you can just get to Game Pass and use it on your computer, that's going to be huge for the PC community. Just moving forward, people are like, I'm not buying an Xbox. People will never buy one. And people are going to stick with the Xbox knowing that, like, hey, this is the last one. And then having all these exclusives funneled into it. I think it's I think it's amazing, dude. There is one thing that's going around in the internet that people are really hoping for that I'm just going to say is never going to happen. You are never going to see the Doom guy and... uh what's his name master chief or whoever the hell it is in the same universe like already literally there are whole entire things dedicated to this that's like, huge it. that's huge for sure <laughs> that's that's actually really really funny i'm um, like it's not one meme was like it turns out he was in the halo he was <laughs> he was master the, chief the entire time <laughs> yeah. um so this is big right i'm a huge fan of the Elder Scrolls series right now i've i've been very vocal about that the fallout series i i, I like a lot um I hope that this means when the next Elder Scrolls game comes out, I don't think it'll come out any faster. I think it'll be the same pace of what they uh -huh. had come out previously. I hope it's more polished, right? The what issue, the issue with the the Fallout and the Elder Scrolls series is that when you buy the game, you have to work around the bugs, right? Okay. You have to work around the issues with the game, right? Like the growing pains. Not even growing, but they don't patch the shit. <laughs> there for there forever was a there was a bug in Skyrim back in the day. Uh, and they might have there's been so many versions of Skyrim now that I don't remember where you used to go to the the, the main like the first main city Whiterun and you would mm -hmm. like sprint jump on a barrel and then sprint jump on a wall and then just jump out of Whiterun. Right. And, you know, for us as PC gamers in the open world, that's, that's, that's not a big issue. Right. But when you were in Whiterun, you were in an instance of Whiterun. Right. So where you were just the, the game just loaded white run and didn't load the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. So then you would jump out and then just walk under white run and just steal everything. And then after a while, the traders restock and then you would do it again and again and again. Right. And then there, there was obviously there was the bug of um, you used to just be able to make like steel daggers and it never diminished. So like usually like, you know, it saves 100 XP to do a thing. A steel dagger is 10. And then when you get to a certain level, the steel dagger drops to 5 XP and then 2 and then 1. Because it's it's essentially worthless for you to keep doing it, right? Because you're on to bigger and better things. Well, no, it just kept the same amount of XP value th forever. And the stuff to get it was so cheap. You could you could have maximum, like, smithing in, like, a few hours. Because you would just sit there and just put something on your controller to, to hold X. And it would just constantly make daggers. And it, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> right there were so many little bugs you know you could set your guy in a in a lake and you would just use rubber bands to swim in a circle and you'd have maximum strength overnight like so many little things you got to play around the bugs and stuff wait that sounds like stuff you want to keep in there <laughs> why no. would you want to <laughs> no, what you wouldn't drown <laughs> um fallout can't run over 60 frames per second or it breaks the game so that's an issue uh yeah i hope we just get better polish right i want the game to be complete when it comes out and not have to wait for three expansions for the game to be the core of things to be fixed
Now, see, the only way I can see something like that happen is Microsoft has to do one of a few things, but to do what you're talking about, they cannot just go in there and, first of all, start firing developers yes, and bringing in people. That, they own the company I mean, now. They, I mean, they can. They shouldn't. They shouldn't do I that. Agree. They should. They should allow. First of all, you don't want your developers under stress because whenever a company gets acquired, what do you everyone, mean? What, what do you mean you don't want them under stress? What about the hundred? What about the hundred hour work weeks that they do when a game's going to go live? Exactly. That's enough stress. They don't need the new Microsoft exec hanging around like your name's Chad, right? Yeah. <laughs> your name actually, and I'm changing it immediately. Is find a new job. Exactly. <laughs> like everyone used gonna to get work fired. here. Um, just allow, just allow that. Like just leave the head developers in right now. Allow them to work on the games. Understand. I would go in right now. Just play. Everyone's secure. Except for upper management. Most of you guys don't do anything that deserves a paycheck from this point on. Developers. <laughs> well, we have a guy for all. that. <laughs> focus on the game. Because you know that's next. They they have to make their money back on the investment. And one of the ways a company, after a large acquisition like this, they start bringing in their own people to monitor these things. So they're going to fire all the head execs. That's coming any day now. Two and a half Just billion, leave. you said? 7.5. 7. 7. billion? Yes. They sell one Elder Scrolls game, they make two and a half of that back. That is it's that you get a how much money has Grand Theft Auto Five made? Let's let's put this into perspective, right? Grand Theft Auto Five over ten million dollars or ten billion dollars made at this point, right? There aren't any incredible single player games out at the moment, right? Cyberpunk is gonna come out, obviously that's gonna be a thing. Um they've already announced that Cyberpunk is gonna be shorter than The Witcher 3, which is fine, right? The Witcher 3 was an incredibly long game and and you know if it's good, it's good. Um there's not really great single player games out right now. People are replaying yep. Skyrim. They're replaying Oblivion, right? They're replaying Fallout 3 and New Vegas and 4, right? There's not one of those epic game comes out came out. And When's the last time? When's the Skyrim come out? Seven, eight years ago. Mm. You know, this is going to be one of the most anticipated games, right? Fallout or no, not Fallout? Elder Scrolls Six will be the one of the most anticipated games of all time. We don't even have a running title for it yet, right? We it got announced two years ago at E3. Yeah, the buzz is still very real for it. By the way, people, and are... it's it will be incredible. That, that yeah. that's it, right? So my only concern is, and I, you know, I'm just going to draw the only comparison I can. They just have to keep it together long enough. When I say they, I say Microsoft. They have to deliver on whatever they can. And I know they can make the two and a half billion back from the Skyrim game, but I'm just saying you Hold have on. to be able. It's guard, not, Skyrim guard. is a game. The Elder Scrolls is a series. Oh, you're saying from the entire series they can make two and no, a half no. billion? They or released one the game. next Elder Scrolls game, Elder Scrolls Six. Right, because Skyrim is a game. Skyrim is a singular yeah. game. Is the fifth installment of the Elder Scrolls series. Right, uh, you keep calling it the, a Skyrim game. No, no, no. So it's Elder Scrolls, like it's like Daggerfall or something, and then Sky something, and then it's Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. Right. These are the name of the region that you're in when you're in the game. Uh, so the Elder Scrolls Six will be. I, there's rumors that it's going to go back to Daggerfall, which is like the original one or two zones that was it, and they're going to expand it. Um, but the next Elder Scrolls game will be, you know, Elder Scrolls fucking insert name here, right? It won't be a Skyrim game. It'll be, you know, the next zone over. Continent is a better word. All they have to do is not make the same mistake as Disney. 
Sure. So Disney acquired Fox and everyone. Actually, I think I think the mistake was more on the fans part. We assumed that the content was going to come a lot quicker than it was. But people who knew business were like, no, they're going to freeze a lot of this stuff. They have to let the X-Men die for a little bit. They mm-hmm. have to let people forget about the bad Fantastic Four franchise. And then they're going to start rolling this stuff out when it makes the most sense for the studio. I would be interested to see how Microsoft's going to handle all this, but I guess they wouldn't face the same roadblocks that a movie studio is. It's like, yeah, no, they don't, yeah, that, this know, is exclusive. They're not so <laughs> limited on money, you know. <laughs> Microsoft was like, "Hey, you know, we we weren't able to buy TikTok for twenty billion dollars. Um, Shift the money, Bethesda, <laughs> whatever their fucking power company is called, Zenimax, get them." Uh, you know what's all? You know what's also very funny about this man is. <laughs> It probably went down just like that. Like they were gathering money for TikTok, going to wherever they yeah, needed. Yeah, selling off stocks and other companies. And then, then they, had, <laughs> they had 20 billion liquid capital, which, you know, as, as a company, you don't want essentially, right? You want your money to be invested in things making you more money. Um, Unless you're trying to create like a smaller footprint for yourself, but you're not doing that when you're a corporation their size. Right. You remember, <laughs> right. Do you remember when people were calling the death of Microsoft after Windows 8? Not 8.1, but at Windows 8. This is after people had just gotten a taste out of their mouth of vista but they also lost the beloved windows 7 yes i i, I like i remember there were people who but literally you morons <laughs> <laughs> i we're gonna see how this plays out this doesn't affect you in one way or another zach i mean other than uh elder scrolls like what could you do you play fallout do you do you yeah, like I've, that game i've played fallout yeah it's fun what other game on that list would you play? What 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 else? You don't play Doom though, right? No, I give two fucks about Doom. Elder Elder Scrolls and uh, Fallout. Elder Scrolls and Fallout. What else is Beth? Uh, Dishonored. Never, I never personally got into that game. I like the way it's it pretty good. Yeah, I've heard this really good. People love it. People love it. You know, I play the Elder Scrolls online. Obviously, that's in there too. Um, you know, there's probably games that I'm not sure about. To be fair, I, I don't know. Wolfenstein Angry. has always looked good. Well, that game always looks beautiful, but I can never get past that it's the same game as the 8-bit one. It is essentially Doom and that are still the same game. With yeah, a apparently way this new Doom is really hard, though. Like, if you want like, a hard shooter, apparently this new Doom was a very good play. People enjoyed it, but that's not what I'm here for. I came to beat video games. I didn't come to struggle at I video games. Life. I play on easy, and if I could play my life on easy, I'd do that, too. Okay. Dishonored is something I might get back into. I remember it was a buddy of mine who really loved it, but Apparently, I'm more into it for the story. That's about it. Very good. Yeah, I've heard that it is very, very, very good. Um, Deathloop is a game coming out in the PlayStation that is now owned yeah. by Microsoft. So that, that that's within that category. Um, last game, <laughs> last time to be on the PlayStation. Unless they continue to license it, that's another uh, source of revenue for them for could sure. Be. Could be, could be for sure. Could be for sure. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to look up when Skyrim came out. Skyrim came out. Oh, I, I, okay. That was those reviews. Um, 2011. So it's nine years old now. <laughs> and then that next year, there was three DLCs put out for it. But the the Elder Scrolls also has um Elder Scrolls Online, the MMO, and they've been doing holy shit expansions for that every year, twice a year or something. Mm. So. Yeah, they're doing a lot with that. Actually, one just came out. Greymore just came out, which actually puts the entire Skyrim map in the Elder Scrolls Online. So 
that game, I won't even say it's like too daunting or the word I most famously use to uh what what do intense. I say? I'm too intense. It's just it's too epic, it's too vast, too like the whole Elder Scroll thing. Yeah, you're not much of an open world guy, right? You, no, I am an open world guy, man. I just don't like stepping into something late. It's very vast and it's like when are you it's like going to a party where everyone knows each other and you're just standing there like no, oh, this yeah, is not, that, not the case at all. Skyrim is a very good single player RPG. It is, right? You say that you know, I, I would I would I would be willing to bug to like pick you on, on which, you know, open world games you've ever played. Um Oh, I don't think I've I don't think I've ever played any. Right. The, this is what I'm saying, right? You say there's a lot there's a lot to work on because you know there's no there's there is a direct story, but there isn't a way of just playing just that story, right? With mm-hmm. Skyrim, you're gonna have to go and do some of the side quests. You're gonna have to go and and clear out Bleach Falls, Barra, uh, Hollow, whatever it is, right? Like you're gonna have to do those things to level up to get to the spot where you can do the main story. Right. So that, that's there's a lot to that game and it lets you play it the way that you want it, not, you know, kind of put you putting you on rails and pushing you down. A track. It is amazing to me how much information you retain from some of this stuff, man. Like when you're saying this stuff I've to played me, and Skyrim like, a lot of times, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Bleak, Bleak Falls talking- Barrow or, or uh, I don't know. Actually, I could probably look it up of what, it, what it's actually called. You, you every single fucking time you do it, you, you know, you go through that. <laughs> um so it's almost like you're I, if i didn't know anybody i would assume you're talking to me about places you've been before <laughs> <laughs> like actually visited that's amazing we'll see we'll see what happens with this man i'm really interested just to see what they do with the console and the uh, it is bleak falls barrow. <laughs> there's a quest exactly there. what- you know you know why i remember this because i actually hate this quest there's a quest there where you have to get through three doors and on the back of fucking things that you pick up you have to like turn it over in game to figure out the code to get through the door it's fucking annoying that's like that one time i was trying to play ghost recon and you talked right when i needed to get the code from the guy and i'm like what just happened? Am I gonna get this code again? <laughs> Two hours to get that code again. <laughs> Two hours of my life. Yeah, I've played a lot of Skyrim though. Hundreds and hundreds of hours of Skyrim. Multiple playthroughs. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't they have like really amazing cinematics or something like that whenever no, they no uh, cinematics in the game? No, what am I thinking about then? What is the one with the is that Boulders Gate? I guess it must be, right? Boulders no? Gate the last Boulders Gate came out in like 2003. <laughs> What the hell was I watching that has like always has amazing visuals on it? I'll look it up and I'll tell no, you. After the, the, show. the game is it's, it's a very good looking game, especially for a game that came out nine years ago. I'm not gonna get fucking anymore now. All the scrolls, dude. I, I'm boring. Everyone is asleep now <laughs> listening to me talk about <laughs> fucking Elder Scrolls, dude. I always try to imagine what it would be like if we went on Rogan and like the look he'd be giving us as he got higher and higher. And we're <laughs> about this. Like, and so- maybe we switch back to MMA for a second. He's like. I know about that. Are there aliens in this Skyrim game? <laughs> yes, Joe. There are always aliens in the Skyrim game. There is something on here. I'm really, really amazed to see make it on this topic list. I, 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 I don't even want to talk about it <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not sure if it's actually going to stay on here. But uh, go ahead. Let's talk about number two, uh, VA voter in- intimidation. What's going on there? Because this wasn't even on my radar. So you didn't. Yeah, do you know about what's going on in Virginia with the uh, the polls? No. What's going on? So uh, you're, you're getting swaths of um, Trump supporters standing out in front of polling locations with firearms, yelling and screaming and threatening people who are trying to go vote. That is what's happening. It is cut and dry 
felony voter intimidation. Uh, and, and no one is saying anything about it. No one is getting fucking arrested. And no one is even like even the Repu- the the Virginia Republican Society or whatever is advocating it. It is it is absurd. And this shows oh, this just goes to show you that how bad the Republicans think that this election is going to go. That they're willing to willing to let this go. See, this is why this stuff is so dangerous, right? Because I just found it the first thing that came up: Business Insider, of all places, the only place besides a local media source reporting on this. I'm surprised the Hill isn't reporting on it. But this is the problem with this type of vitriol in an election, in election season, man. Even if the Republicans, even if your mainstay Republicans are saying, like, your Mitch McConnells and stuff like, no, 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 we don't endorse this type of stuff. It's too late. It's too this late. Thing it's already got, happening. Yeah, think it's got legs of its own. Yep. You didn't stop the narrative. And listen, I'll hold the left to the same. I'll hold them to the same thing. If someone doesn't get out there and say, hey, I did see a funny meme about Antifa. I have to send you. It's hilarious. But if someone doesn't get out there in regards to the you know the left and really start addressing some of the stuff going over there, it's going to continue to grow. This is absolutely my greatest fear. It's like this is the type of stuff before democracy falls. Yeah. When people literally can physically intimidate and impose. Well, you can even see it in the in the 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 pure division in yeah. in the u.s right and you know i don't know if the democracy will fall right i, I there's something will happen i think before then um, right but you're you're walking down that path right and, and not like well okay we're making a right no it's like holy shit we've been walking for four and a half hours and you know if we turn back now you know we'll even get out of here right yeah that that's the issue that, that we're that we're walking down right now um you know, when you have a president in office who advocates people committing felony acts uh, on the on the daily, um, you know how how serious can you can you actually take any of it, right? No, it, it's interesting, you know, because when you look at a like say a guy like your dad, obviously I've never met him, I don't know his political views or anything like that, but let's look at someone from his era that's able to examine these things with a level of calm and. Just centeredness that I think is starting to leave. My generation definitely abandoned the ability to look at things without being emotive. And then newer generations are just extremely emotive in, in this regards. But when we're looking at these type of situations, you're not seeing on the right a bunch of young people doing this. You know, you might see younger people, but we're talking about middle age and up. Yeah. Up, armed to the teeth. And what's motivated these people to do this? I do believe that a good majority of it is what you said. How fearful are they of losing the presidency? And what is your understanding of what happens when Trump, if Trump gets, uh, you know, if he doesn't win a second term? Mitch and these guys are still going to do the things that they want to do. Actually, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff come out when if Trump gets voted out, where people realize that maybe he wasn't the villain they thought he was. He's horrible. But it's actually the people who've been propping him up that have been benefiting from the Trump administration. I would be willing to say that Mitch McConnell might be the most evil person on the planet at the moment. Uh, listen, here's my thing, right? And I can't go too deep into this because we there's actually stuff we can't say or we'll get buried deeper in the algorithm on YouTube. Well, we're not, <laughs> we're not we like we're not there already. <laughs> how fucking how, can we put us under the barrel? I don't know. Remember to like and subscribe and leave some comments down below. Voter uh, interactions is good. Uh, but uh, here's the crazy thing about it, right? So, uh, you know, obviously we had the, uh, you know, uh, RGB uh, just uh, pass away. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell famously, when Obama's last uh, year in his term, I know exactly didn't, want, 
didn't want him to vote in a new justice, a uh, new Supreme Court v- member. Vowed to the teeth that he would never allow that to pass through the Senate, by the way. Yes, exactly. End quote. End quote. Yeah. And then we and uh, and now we're in the situation where he's trying to push Trump's through, Trump's guide through or lady through. This is literally. This is inconsistency at its finest, people. I would be fine if they hadn't set the precedent in the Obama administration. But now you're doing exactly what you're, you're going back on your word before. And it's it's absolutely nuts. But it's not just Trump. And that's what I try to educate people on. I'm like, if you really have a problem with the establishment, you need to be looking at both sides and trying to ask yourself, what's our third party option? right now <laughs> like, there is one. Is, there, there, there this is, is the first year that i could that i can remember and, you know obviously I've only, I, I can only remember very very uh few elections for how young i am um there is no predominant third party running nope. right usually there is you know like a rand paul or something that at least you know the name yeah. of the other the third candidate on, yeah. on, on the uh on the card right who who is running no, and it's funny because uh, the usually that third party is the person like, oh, that's the guy that wants to legalize weed. But now that message has obviously it's been democratic. Uh, been, yeah. <laughs> it has been uh, hijacked. Uh, but back to the subject <laughs> of hand. Yeah, they don't have the platform <laughs> to run on anymore. Yeah, you know what? Like, if they run on the uh, municipality-run gigabit internet across the U.S., you have you're me. In. You have me. <laughs> <laughs> if they say the infrastructure is free from this point forward, we're, we're privatizing internet through the government. I'm like, well, that's some communism. I can get behind. <laughs> I don't really want to privatize. I just want it to be, you know, government centric, right? I, I want yeah. them to fucking get rid of ISPs. ISPs fucking suck, right? Yeah. Let, let them sell cable or whatever. No one uses cable anyway. And uh, yeah. give me some gigabit. That's all I want. Yeah. Lay the groundwork, man. See, the only thing about up here, man, is like they'd have to destroy a lot of good land to what lay do you down mean? There. fiber. <laughs> You put it on the fucking telephone poles. <laughs> hold on, I thought about this today, and I, 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 I seriously, I had this. Hold on, hold on for a second. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hold on for a second. You know as well as I do. Like this last storm we had, that shit's going out. First time a bird lands on it wrong, <laughs> a squirrel gets <laughs> dead. <laughs> what were we gonna say? I'm sorry. Uh, who, who the fuck came up with telephone poles? Who came up with telephone poles, dude? <laughs> like, you think so, about it, right? There's like, hey, we're going to take a tree. We're going to trim it down thinner. Yeah. Put it back in the ground and hang shit run. off of it. Not just any type of shit. Thousands of watts of electricity. <laughs> Kilowatts. <laughs> Someone touches that, they die. And we're going to put it on wood connected by metal. <laughs> You know why? Because they didn't want to dig up all this good land laying down like underground. What <laughs> underground do you mean under the, under the roads that they you know put in that they tear they tear up every month or so? <laughs> like when, yeah. yeah, they didn't they, they didn't want to do it. I would I would seriously you you've said this before, but if someone ran on that platform, I'd be in for that. If they also threw in there, not only getting rid of the ISPs, but they also just threw in there like to kind of decentralize some of these corporations that have crept their way into our politics. They'd have me in a second, like another trust buster. Um, yeah, I would be down for that. I don't so, listen. I don't want the government to take control of, of corporations. Not, no, not, no, not in the slightest, right? And you know, if if they were to come in and step in and break up Alphabet, let's use Alphabet for an example, right? If you don't know, Google isn't the the parent company anymore. They're owned by a company named the Alphabet Company. They're going to be involved in everything. From I didn't dating. know that. 
Yeah, so Google's owned by Alphabet, right? They're just G in okay. Alphabet. Y is YouTube in Alphabet, right? Um, okay. So they're gonna be they're gonna own everything from A to Z, and that's their fucking goal, right? Same thing with Amazon, right? Amazon's goal is to fucking be able to sell you and be the only person to sell to you everything from A to Z, right? You know, if they were to come in and step up and be like, hey, listen, like Google, YouTube, whatever, you guys are a thing, but everything else needs to be owned by someone else. Like I would be yeah. I, at this point, I'd be fine with it. Right. You know, we, yeah. we've ha- we've been down this path already. And Teddy Roosevelt came in and broke up a, a bunch of the major trusts at the times or the yeah. monopolies. Right. Um, that at some point in the near future will have to happen again. That's what I'm see. I That's a 100% common sense thing you have to break up a monopoly but also you have to get them out of bed with politicians like you just can't have one corporation funding your entire campaign event the yeah, fact that, that has to war- illegal that has to be illegal someone correct me in the comment section below but i believe beto o'rourke raised like 20 million dollars for his campaign let's just break that down for a second right i don't even know who it is Beto O'Rourke, he was the guy that was running against Ted Cruz and uh in his area in Texas. Okay. Uh young guy. He's not actually his name is not Beto. That's Spanish for Robert. His name is Robert O'Rourke, I believe it is. He's an Irish guy that has a very deep affinity with uh the Mexican community because he grew up around uh, around them, and that's beautiful. But twenty million dollars in campaign monies, it's it's that's outrageous, man. It's like <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> Does it cost that much? And, and I'm talking about if you're staffing with volunteers, college students, ad campaigns, that's 1.5 million right there. Yeah. Where's the rest of that money going and where did it come from? It's just insane, dude. But back to the matter at hand, dude, this is outrageous and it's insane. And I would like to see some of the diehard classical conservatives who would speak out against uh, voter suppre- uh, suppression. suppression and say it's not a real thing. Look at this and explain to me, how do you explain this away? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have your president advocating for you to vote twice, right? Did you hear about that? Where you're like, hey, do your mail-in ballots, which, you know, the Democrats are doing it. We hate it. But if we're doing it, mail-in ballots are okay. Um, And then also go to your polling place and, you know, just make sure that they they, they check you down, right? And then if they do, vote a second time. Uh, His approach to politics can only be summed up in one word it reminds me of someone having a seizure or possibly swallowing their tongue or close on their deathbed when they start regurgitating every word that they've ever heard in that last moment of life it's just a stream of consciousness right but his is like stream very of consciousness con- is very is very good it's it's very controlled and it's a good way to incite people, but I just don't understand why people don't see that it's happening, and I don't understand why the left falls for it all the time. Chris Cuomo played a clip of Trump talking about the uh, Obama and Mitch McConnell thing in 2016. He was like, no, I absolutely think the president should wait until the next president comes in. He shouldn't be allowed to vote in a new justice. And now, of course, obviously, he's announcing his on Saturday. And I already know what the spin is going to be. He's like, well, no, I was talking about an exiting president after two terms. I'm a first-term president. I should be allowed to push this in. And it's like, well, why do we have these procedures? And just to hear Mitch McConnell say at that time, I'll do anything to block it, and now to hear him say, I'll do anything to push it through, it gives me no faith in this group and either one of these groups anymore. And uh, actually, a shame on the mainstream media for not reporting on this because the fact of the matter is I had to scroll down a little bit to find this article. <laughs> like, 
intimidation from the independent yeah and CBS. it's yeah it's not going to be covered right there's a lot of things in in virginia that are that aren't going to be covered right uh we're not going to get into all those things but the voter suppression and voter the voter intimidation right now is very prevalent very severe and it's in fact scary for a lot of people well, I mean, they're closing down a lot of polling places. I understand there's a huge uh, debate going on about what voter suppression is and what it isn't. But the fact of the matter is, if we just look at the data, whenever you close down, if there are three polling places in your community, they're spaced out accordingly, right? And you close down two of them, and then you shorten the hours. What else would you That's call that? This right? is gerrymandering, right? Is essentially yeah. what we're looking at. Um, well, the way that uh, districts are set up and and stuff, right? And very particularly set and placed. And yeah, it, it's silly, dude. It, it's bad. I, I have no idea what the fucking U.S. political system is anymore at this point. It's. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Why can't you know your generation? You guys should take this over, right? There's got to be a way to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's got to be a way to introduce technology to this. Like Santana was asking me. I know it's secure. the security breaches. I know, but we got to get some of our best minds. Like, for God's sake, Microsoft just bought Bethesda. There's got to be someone that works at Microsoft that can figure this out and say we can vote a better way. Yeah, like, there is. But that's the guy who also wants to sell your information to the, to the lowest bidder. Right. Unfortunately, you know, they're doing... Did you say the lowest bidder? Yeah, I've been saying that the entire time. Because <laughs> no, right, it's, it's not even... Listen, they're not bidding for it. You know, right. whoever wants it can have it. So it doesn't matter. I could go buy data from one of these companies. It's not that hard. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, man. It's... Yeah, I don't... The issue with technology and, you know, obviously voter fraud, it, whatever, everywhere, yeah. any anytime, anyway, is if, if it goes live on the internet, it's going to be spoofed. It yeah. is 100 there's no way to encrypt it hard enough for someone to not get into it the only way i would really trust like something secure i mean we stick with the hand-to-hand -hand, but i was explaining it to santana like there is an easy way to do it if you're going to do it through the postal service you have to have someone there's we're talking about background checks and everything too but you have to have one dedicated shift going around making sure just like in the census that there is this many people who are legally able to vote in this household sure. put that in a closed certificate seal it federal crime if anyone opens it you have to have a independent agency with good standing within the community being willing to count these things but that's not what's going to happen zach actually moving away from the psychopaths in virginia holding guns and stopping people from voting you know what's going to be really funny the day after the election and the days way after the election when they're doing recounts because neither side is going to concede mark my words this is going to be something that drags out for months Easy. probably in front of the Easy. In front of me in front of the courts too. Yeah, I agree. I 100 percent agree. I, you know, I, and the whole voter situation at the moment is just stupid. I have no idea, man. I'm ready to get off of politics, though. I never thought I would say it. You've completely ruined me with politics. That's <laughs> I've you left me dumbfounded by this because there's someone I'm going to send this clip to, but there's something I want to talk about, man. We're all for politics, but we're going to talk about the great prophet, Joe Rogan, and the heat. This guy can't stay out of trouble, man. You know, you told me when I met you that Joe Rogan would never do anything that would get him ostracized from the internet. And it's looking like he's about to get ostracized. No, hold from the on. Internet. I don't think it is. I think it's Spotify. <laughs> right. So Joe Rogan's on a $100 million deal. The host is host his podcast exclusively on Spotify, right? Video and right. audio starting December 1st. Um, September is when they started making early transitions. Um, and now, you know, we're moving on, right? Right. 
there are multiple staffers, high like high level upper management staffers that want to edit Joe Rogan's podcast and even be able to at some facet deny uploading a podcast prior like after it's been recorded and before it goes live. They want to I don't this is what they want to do. They want to edit it. They want to insert trigger warnings and censor some of the things that he says. I would challenge anyone right now to, hey, if you don't like it, go ahead and unsubscribe from our channel. You find me the transphobic thing that he said, and I think you're going to be surprised by what he actually said versus what you heard that he said. So that's amazing to me that they want to edit him. Like they knew what the package was when they were offering for the show. This is... This is idiocy at its best. This is like an emotive reaction to a situation without any research. Have these people who've been complaining, because you know this all centers around the comments he made about transgender athletes, right? I know. This all, this all starts from there. Go look up the clip. It's on YouTube. The man never said anything that was derogatory or defaming to that community. He simply said he doesn't believe that they should be allowed to compete with biological women they should have to disclose that information it's not fair to biological women yep yeah when do we go ahead no i don't have anything to say yeah it, it's absurd <laughs> his comment is just factual let's be fair right you know you, you shouldn't you know there's the same reason you're not allowed to use steroids in fighting or in any sports right it's cheating right? Right. Yes. If I were to if I were in high school, right, if I was a senior in high school and I, I was on the wrestling team and I didn't have that great of a record and I'm like, I identify as a woman now. Right. I yeah. would be a state champion. Right. It, yeah. it's, it's just factual. Um, Yeah, man, they they want full editorial access over the Joe Rogan experience. Now, the Alex Jones episodes, you can't get on Spotify. The Gavin, gone. the Gavin McGinnis episodes, you can't get on Spotify. Jordan um, Peterson gone. I don't. I, his episode's not there. Um, Adam Curry was on recently. I don't know if you know who Adam Curry is, but he's the. No, they, they call him the Pod Father. He's the first guy who ever made a podcast. He okay. was number one. He's patient zero, right? He had him on. Had him on on his first podcast in the new studio in Texas. Um, and it was also the first one that would exclusively go up on Spotify as well. Um, Adam Curry is now no longer allowed on the Spotify platform. They have just removed his podcast from the Spotify platform. Um, yeah, man. Why? Wait, I, hold on. I, there, there has been no official statement as to why he's gone. They, but they, they ousted him. Wait, so I just want to make sure I'm following you. They took off that episode with him on Joe Rogan. No, no, no. He, Adam Curry on his podcast. I forget. I forget the name of it. I apologize. Um, gone. Threw it in the trash. He's not allowed on Spotify anymore. I mean, of course, obviously, someone can make the argument they are a private company. They are allowed to do this. You sign a, a contract with them. You give them a certain right to do these type of things. But the question is, why are you doing these type of things? Podcast was supposed to be a form of media that people can go to, which is an alternative to mainstream media to allow you to be informed, hear opinions and ideas that you normally wouldn't be exposed to. Yeah. And that comes with the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So you're going to censor people who are otherwise bringing a form of entertainment to someone has he ever said anything that fits the bill of hate speech and like no is there his podcast is literally uh is the name of the podcast is no agenda um and he made some comments about spotify 
about Rogan's uh, about Rogan working for Spotify now, right? And Rogan, you know, did the reassurance that he's not working for him; he's just hosting it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so uh, there is rumors around that now Joe Rogan wants out of the co- out of the out of the contract, right? Joe Rogan has always been an advocate for free speech. He'll be, he brings anyone and everyone on. Um, yeah, he talks to conservatives, liberals, the like, right? Anyone yeah. back and forth in between, whatever. Um, <laughs> there not rumors of what he would do but like talks of what he should do to get out of this contract because right. uh, you know i've never seen the contract but there has to be a breach of contract clause in there where rogan gets x percent of the money if spotify breaches the contract right um right he should just have alex jones on for like a week straight do five <laughs> do five shows with alex jones and, and spotify would would i'm sure in some facet break the contract and sure. You know what's crazy about that, though? You remember the advice he gave to Brandon Schaub about when Brandon Schaub turned down a deal with a, a network television? Did you, did you ever see that episode of Joe Rogan clip? Maybe not. All right. So basically, Joe told Brandon Schaub, he's like, listen, it's a good thing this deal didn't go through for you. You would go there. They try to change everything about you. It'd start off a good relationship. And then the next thing you know, there are weird guys coming to the studio like, hey, Brendan, maybe you don't say this. Maybe you don't say that. And he has put himself in that exact thing. And at the moment, I'm I'm struggling to feel kind of bad for him. But I think I know a good way for him to break that contract clause very easily. Besides Alex Jones, all he has to do is put up so many episodes or present so many episodes that make him not worth having being on that platform which is most of his stuff <laughs> like all he has to do is keep doing what he's doing mm-hmm. if they're going to if they're going to restrict his content that much like what's going to be left yeah um i have no idea right this is the idea of a podcast alone is long form conversation about anything and everything right and now right. you're now it's not they're not going to they're not going to take rogan off but they're going to yeah. limit the guests he can have on Right, and I don't know if I don't know which one is worse. It's baffling. Man, is- it's baffling, dude. It is absolutely fucking baffling. Here's the crazy thing, man. Like this, I'm I'm struggling to form words because this is where we're at now, right? Like, yeah. okay, so, so my experience is this, right? I want people to come listen to our show. And even if you and I don't agree on everything, I want them to be able to come in and hear two different viewpoints. Like mm-hmm. we may cut each other off, but I want them to know, like to come to the show, know your viewpoint, be able to hear you articulate your vo- your viewpoint on things and your stance. I want them to hear our guests and have that same experience. And that's the point of it, man. Right. That is the absolute point. long form interview. And you bought this show which is kind of a con- uh, cultural f- uh, phenomenon, like just an it's amazing huge. thing. Huge. It's, it's huge. And the first thing you want to do is alter it. And this goes out to all you sensitive motherfuckers, which I've seldomly cursed on this show, man, but this is directed squarely at you, man. Like, yeah, the just- people who don't like food talk. <laughs> food talk is life <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of which crab cakes delicious we can talk about that for hours I can talk about crab cakes for hours <laughs> oh dude you know what we gotta do man uh, when this whole thing wraps up when this whole COVID thing wraps up we gotta get you in the car with the family you come, come up with us to uh, the Catskills when they do the food truck like a uh, Oktoberfest thing up there Yeah. There's. Oh. can I drive my own car no you gotta be in the car with the kids sit in the back Kick you 
look at the kids, make sure the kids are this is the days for me and Santana. We'll buy you whatever you want. Just watch oh, the kids. Okay. I thought right. I thought the, I, I, I thought the pitch was obvious. No, no, <laughs> whatever. I like driving my, like my own stuff. Actually <laughs> whenever a family man whenever a family man offers to take you with his family, know that they're trying to dupe you into watching their kids. That's what that's all it is. But to all you sensitive MFers, man, that, that put us in this this place where we're at now where everyone's scared to say anything about it. You, confused and conflated hate speech with normal conversation or deferring views shame on you because now you're not going to know what real hate speech is and you won't know it until it's at your doorstep trying to drag you out the house calling you by hateful terms and sometimes you just got to let people be able to express themselves and i think bad ideas should be refuted publicly i think you should bring someone on that has uh contrary views in you and debate them on your show or have be willing to have a conversation because that's really how you change minds not by shutting people out I'm sorry, but you were saying about the, the trip we're going to take upstate. You want to take your car? Wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you made a very, very good point, right? Uh, public discourse is, is being abused, right? I, I, I don't even know what to say. I want to throw up in my own mouth, to be fair. Um, public discourse is going to be going away. There will not be that anymore. You know, I, I, have, I have no idea. I, I'm a very vocal person <laughs> i have very specific views and i have ways of expressing that and i will be shunned from the community exiled even some might say um it's just life man <laughs> just just rest assured right after they pick us up we'll both snitch on mantis and be like yeah if you think our show is bad you need to go see what the psychopaths are doing over here i got a long people that are going to the death camps with me i think another, <laughs> <laughs> i got i think another interesting thing about this rogan situation with spotify is that uh it's so fluid and it's been changing so this information you're presenting is so different than the stuff i was listening to yesterday yeah. in regard to this and it was just just yesterday the execs were like no 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 no, we're not changing anything so we don't care who's the can- exec the guy at the top of spotify is pushing back against the staffers like hey we, okay. we know what we signed this is that but that only lasts so long before he gets yeah. voted out by a board. Yeah. You know, he get one bad quarter of, oh, wait, Spotify spent $100 million in Rogan. How much money have we made back from it? Oh, wait, Spotify is not a profitable company? Uh, <laughs> gone. Gone. <laughs> wait, you don't have to pay for a subscription to listen to him? He touted that you can still get it for free on Spotify. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's where we're heading, unfortunately. But. that's why i think uh youtube is still the move i know that we're on anchor and obviously our stuff's on uh, spotify but we're you know diversified we're on many different platforms about as many as you could be on all of them i I, i'm still getting alerts from anchor every time they add us to a new platform me too i think (laughs) i think it's i think it's dangerous to sign these contracts and i get the grab the bag mentality but hold on if if spotify came to us with fifty (laughs) dollars it was like (laughs) Exclusive, exclusive. and i'm like deal <laughs> no 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 man Just hold can we get one retweet like... spotify can we get one retweet how many followers need, do you have i'm gonna need 50 dollars a day let's be fair we're worth that 50 dollars a day right all the crab cakes we can eat they gotta pay for our meals right i can eat a lot of food <laughs> I, I want a studio where we can go eat the food and work. I agree. I agree. And I, I yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all fifty dollars each a day. Um, yeah, that's our stipend. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I need I need enough on the contract in the back end where we're gonna be able to support ourselves and Steve's family. Yeah, exactly. Also, 
we can't be canceled for any reason, no matter what. Until we decide to so walk I can away say from whatever the I want. It's got to go full throttle, right? It's, <laughs> I can turn it up. You know what the crazy thing is? So here's where they're hypocrites, right? You know they play a lot of hip hop on Spotify, which is notoriously yeah. misogynistic against women. Said so, I don't know if you ever listened to a lot of mainstream rap, but a lot of stuff about a lot of patron and stuff being poured and you know do this, do that. I guarantee they will never censor one bit of music on there, not one. No, because one. I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of artists don't like Spotify. To be no, fair, they hate Spotify because they don't pay them any money. It's like a penny per, uh, per play if or that, some shit, yeah. Per play, but they'll never. And this is the the hypocrisy I'm talking about. They'll never censor that type of stuff. Someone can asked, you find some of the uncensored, like so, let's say like Eminem songs, right? It, it, stuff that is. Yeah, you can get you can get clean versions. Yeah. No, no, the uncensored versions, right? There are clean versions. I know that, but I think there's songs on Spotify that you can't get a non-clean version of. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And even if it is censored, like a beep. You, this is outrageous, man. It's like I would have liked to have been in the boardroom and like who, which employees are complaining? And someone actually, someone's actually said they wouldn't feel safe with Joe Rogan on the property if he was there, as if these like had a history, as if he's had a history of attacking people in the streets. (laughs) Like we're not talking about a list of people who I would feel very safe with, and Rogan might be at the top of that list. I'm like, I would fight. Andy seems like a super nice guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm down. Bring him here. I'd feel safer. We're not talking about David Duke's son here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, yeah. It's it's outrageous, man. But this is the you know the hundred million dollar deal. This is what happens, and now he's tied. Now I'm he's tied. Curious. To I'm curious, and I well, he doesn't have to be right. He could just right. rel- relinquish the contract. I'm sure in some facet and tell them to go fuck themselves. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes, though. For sure. I'm super curious to see where it goes. I'm, uh, last thought on the subject. I would like to hear your last thought. What would you do if you're a Rogan to get out the contract? What would you do? Alex Jones on every day. I'd, I'd rotate in Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis for as many weeks as they wanted to play that game until Spotify was like, fuck it. You're on or we're out of the contract. Yeah, I would find some way to force Spotify to breach their contract. Right. I would I would do what you're doing, but then I would go nuclear if that didn't work. You invite Donald J. Trump on one episode. I guarantee they let they, him out they, the contract. Yeah, that's a that, good point. That or, or some like super, super radicalized um person, head head of the KKK, head of the Westboro Baptist Church, something something similar to to that. Some super, super radicalized people. Um yeah, invite him on. Get fucking uh Man, who's the who's the Saudi prince who ordered the hit on that journalist? Get that guy on. Uh, <laughs> Get that guy on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that too far? <laughs> Don't say their names on this channel. Well, I'm giving them a platform, dog. I'm giving them a platform. No. <laughs> they don't need our platform. I don't, I don't even know his name. Give them a platform. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, uh, you know, they executed that. Uh, now, this is I- in Iran, but they executed that one wrestler and. uh it's yeah. amazing. It's not amazing. It's horrible to hear that they forced confessions out of him. I knew, didn't know the whole story, but apparently he, him and his brothers had been arrested and they got false confessions out of all of them. And it was they were arrested for murder, allegedly, and uh, killed that guy. They were arrested for protesting. 
Yeah, the original charge was protesting, and then they got him on drummed up murder charges. That's how oh, they got him. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, nice, so they're, nice. like, they're like, oh, yeah, they were protesting, but they killed a guy. Um, what guy? Yeah, they're think, like, nah, just a guy. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, they, hey they, fucking killed little Jimmy out back. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jimmy? Who? Is it? Is back, little guy? Yeah, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out of here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed him. Oh. Uh,. But hey, Spotify, listen, this is me and Zach talking to you for real. You guys ever want to, bro- you can sense it a hell out. We would sell out in a hot second. We'll, listen, if you could provide, we'll, a, if you could provide me enough money to afford to like live, we're good, bro. We're good. We're good. I'll, I'll push any agenda <laughs> you want. Dude. dude, that would be that. That sounds like my hell, to be fair. <laughs> that sounds like my fucking absolute hell. Yours too, and I know it does. <laughs> It would be great if, if I sold out and I didn't tell you and I just started doing <laughs> weird stuff during the show. I'm like, and now for the uh, sponsor hour where we speak calmly about all the things that make us feel safe. And you're like, the fuck is happening, right? <laughs> what what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going into the sponsor hour of the episode no, here. And, so, yeah. uh, NPR is our first episode. Is our first episode. They're going to be on for one hour. And I'm like, what do you mean they're going to be on for an hour? It's an hour and a half long show. <laughs> they're not even a person. It's a whole group of people. Yeah, well, they're going to have all of them on, and it's going to be great. You know what? NPR started off as a radio station that played really cool music once upon a time in California. And the next thing I know, like, no, no, no that it's, station, like, it's, like it how, lit- how many years ago? No, they still play cool music, but that's how I knew it. Like on that very station, whatever that number on the station is for that NPR in California, like late night, they would play great house music. And then one day I noticed they were reading books aloud. And I was like, oh, that's strange. And then it just kept getting stranger and stranger. But I won't disparage NPR. I know a lot of people love it. A lot of people who enjoy vegan based drinks and meatless burgers and alcohol. If you take meat away from my burgers, that's the, that, that we're fucking fighting. The first person who tries is like, actually, I provided you a fake burger. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I hope you've been training for the last three weeks because I'm fucking coming at you. <laughs> They're like, uh, would, excuse me, sir. <laughs> that would be great to see you in one of those skits. Like, guess what? That's a veggie burger. And you attacked a guy. <laughs> <laughs> just like you just cut to like me pasted over Yoel Romero. Just beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Like I'm being attacked by a brown cookie monster. And on that note, <laughs> can, all right, bring the show out, my friend. Bring the show out. Uh, folks, it's been another fun episode. You know where to find us on all of our different social media platforms: Talking with a Dad, Facebook, IG, and Twitter. Also, I put a link up on the Facebook, uh, the the Facebook channel, Facebook channel on the Facebook God page. Damn it, I, Facebook channel? page. YouTube channel, not yet, but Facebook, I did put up a link for the Discord that's open. Yeah. So if you're ever traveling there, you want to join the Discord, click that. Make sure to show the channel some love, like, share, subscribe, and comment. It helps us move up in the algorithm where we can use all that support. And check us out at the website. And anything else, Zach? That's it. Goodbye.